minus one minute. T minus fifty seconds. Minus forty seconds. T minus thirty seconds. T minus twenty seconds. service announcement. I need all my Titan fans to come on down. Grab you some popcorn, grab you a drink. Titans Coliseum in the building. Yeah, not not boy, I'm in the game. Still ballin' out, never change. I be rapping my hometown for the whole city, really knew my name. Boss talk, I don't do favors. Yeah, we signing deals with the top players. We just started this lifestyle. We be having all kind of haters. I'm a mad man, they better come give me one to box me in, but I'm too shifty. If they come at me sideways, I'ma stiff on me like Derek Henry. Not listen, we're not the same. EA Sports, boy, I'm in the game. I be rapping my city, dog. Got a tight logo hanging on the chain. Big money, big moves, new stadium on the way. Nashville, we hold it down. We the one team that you don't wanna play. They be trying to talk down on us. I just laugh at them and I walk away. I don't tolerate disrespect. Might shoot the fade, pin it hard away. Big money, big moves, new stadium on the way. Nashville, we hold it down. We the one team that you don't wanna play. We be putting in the hard work, so we coming in with all kind of skill. I be living in the end zone, my finger roll like Tony Hill. What's poppin'? Yo, fellas, what's poppin', man? Welcome to the Titans Coliseum Podcast. Hey, Five Stone, you a real one, bro. Man, I know you ain't you ain't feeling too good right now, but you made it, man. How you, how you feeling outside of not feeling so well? Yeah, man, this this sickness has been kicked <laughs> my ass for the past couple of days. But man, it's it's Super Bowl week, man. A lot of things has happened football wise, man. There's a lot of good news. We've got a lot of good topics to talk about, man. We got Titans Idiot Nation here, so man, I'm excited to talk some Tennessee two tone blue business, man. Yes, sir. Firestone, yes, putting the team sir. on the back, putting the team on the back. Firestone sick, putting the team on the back. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. RJ, how you feeling? Well, first thing I'm going to say, man, we can see that Firestone is having his Michael Jordan flu game right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he finna cook tonight. He about to cook, man. So I, I just got a feeling, man. Hey, man, make sure we don't bring up Mike Vrabel today. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to up y'all trying to argue with uh, Ryan Teddy, don't say nothing bad about Panda Hill. Don't say nothing bad about Vrabel. He going to be on. Firestone finna drop 50 in this mode. I was about to say, Firestone about to drop 52 on us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, man, I got my Levis jersey. My Levis jersey. Well, let's see, Levis. My Levis shirt came in, man. If you didn't see, hey. man, you know, I had to go on, support our quarterback, man. Hopefully, you know he's a franchise guy, man. He's the next Tom Brady or something. But we'll see. You know, what I'm saying you never know. He got all the he got all the skills and he he competitive, man. We gonna talk about that later. But yeah, feeling uh, good yeah. today, man. Good Friday. Ah, uh, yeah, it's blessed one, man. And of course. 
y'all see who we got in the building. He don't need no introduction, but God dang it, we don't give him one <laughs> because he one of the realest, funniest Titan fans up out here. I mean, daily content out the ass. Have you laughing your ass off? You might look down with your hand and see your bones or something, man. You might find yourself dying laughing at this dude, man. But I'll give it up for Jonathan, a.k.a. Titan Idiot Nation. What's up? Man, I appreciate that. What's that's a, that's a that's a little too much of a kind introduction, but I appreciate man, I appreciate we got, it. We got to bring it for you know? I guess, man, because we appreciate y'all no, for man. sure. No, I appreciate I appreciate y'all for sure. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, just in general, just building relationships with all with all of you folks. It's like, you know, I started this whole strange little journey, you know, almost near and eight years ago, and so it's like now to see this like fruition of all these content creators and these relationships this building of uh, amongst folks is awesome you know and so like i kind of feel like this this weird little like orchestrator of this like alt alt sports universe because it's like there's so many fans out there that are like giving the same takes right but there's so many personalities like each of you have your own personality that's why this podcast shines you know the way the reason why my stuff has been successful is because i let my personality shine and Everybody can give stats. Everybody can give facts. Everybody can can recite all the news over and over. But if you don't have a personality, people are going to click the channel, and that's 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 why we're all succeeding. You know, um, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose. Look at Browns fans. I mean, they've 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 aside from this season, they've seen a terrible product their entire life, but they continue to continue to to follow the journey, continue to follow the team, continue to believe in them, and it's like that's that's really what it is. It's all about personality. It's all about perseverance and believing in you know your message and what you're bringing. And that's why it's like <laughs> my whole weird ass thing has been successful. You know, I never oh, thought we'd have more than a hundred people following my page and here I am, you know, so I, it's excited to share that journey with all of you and everybody else, you know, so I'm excited to be here. So thank you. Ah, uh, yeah, man. You one of the best to do it, man. But Hey, before we get things rocking and rolling, man, we're going to get some shout outs going because man, we appreciate everybody that tunes in and watches up, man, man. Shout out to Rossi, man. Happy belated birthday to Rossi, too, man. Yeah, if man. you ain't told yes, Rossi happy birthday yet, first off, you bullshit. I ain't gonna, hey, I ain't gonna let y'all get out of here scot free. That's my guy, yeah. Rossi, right there, man. We, we, de we definitely gotta get Rossi back on the show, man. We oh, yeah. You, you, know that, you know we gotta bring home team back, man. But uh, shout out to Rossi, man. Y'all make sure y'all go watch all the guys over at the Titans Upload Network, man. CJ was popping. Julie was popping. Steven was popping. Nancy was popping. JFK51 was popping. James was popping. Chris was popping. Hey. It's a party. Like I said, we appreciate y'all. Y'all make sure y'all hey. like, share, subscribe, tell a friend about us, blah, 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 this, that, and the third. And got a special announcement to make, man, because I swear, I, I fucking love y'all to death, man. Y'all be having us so turned up, man. Y'all to turned us up so much, man. We have 1,500 subscribers on YouTube, man. So pat yourself on the back, man. We wouldn't have been able to do this shit without y'all. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Definitely. That's so, awesome. But before we it's get going, I do want... 
I want to uh, that, I want to address the uh, comment that uh, Titan Rossi said. He said it's really incredible how many tightest content creators there are now, and I definitely agree with what he's saying because, like, I mean that. If we can't go to ESPN, in my opinion, I feel like we have a lot of content creators because we can't go to ESPN for them to talk about our team all the time, unless we're good. You know what I'm saying? We can't go to, you know what I'm saying? It, most of the people that like the Titans are just people that are from Nashville, or you may be in from Houston. You know what I'm saying? You probably followed them to from Houston to Nashville. You know what I'm saying? So like, we are we we are the media for our team. You get what I'm saying? It ain't we don't win. You know, and I, I've always you know liked that about this friend, uh, this fan base, man. They it, these are the most some of the most passionate fans that I've met, man. You know, and I, I love it. You know, I love being a Titan. <laughs> I'm glad I chose man, this team. I wouldn't have it no other way, yeah. man. Hey, Melinda, what's popping? Johnny, hey, happy birthday, fella. I ain't forget about you, man. I see I'm, I, I rock with my people, man. So if y'all ain't wish Johnny uh happy birthday, man, y'all hit him up. Tell him happy birthday. If you see him out tonight, buy that man a drink, man. He one of the realest. He a day one. He been rocking out with us for a long time, man. So, hey, Johnny, kick it this weekend, my dog. You deserve it. Shout out, like I said, shout out to Melinda and Brian, too, over at the Titans Army, man. Y'all make sure y'all yeah. go and join the Titans Army on Facebook, man. I was finna say face group again. <laughs> <laughs> I caught myself. <laughs> face group. That's funny. Uh, yeah, that old head shit be coming out of me sometimes, man. But, man, y'all make sure y'all head over to Facebook and join the Titans Army. All the admins, all the mice in there, they gonna keep it real. They gonna keep the foolishness at a minimal, you don't have to worry about nobody harassing you, spamming you. If they do, they're going to get dealt with real quick because they are <laughs> army up over there. <laughs> Make sure y'all go That's join right. the Titans Army on Facebook. But yeah. see, Mr. We got I anything else we got to say? Say what? Uh, hey, shout out to Mr. Oh. Yeah, I was just going to say, Morocco, for a second there, we started talking about face group. I thought you were going to say, you can go ahead and holler at your MySpace for a second, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, I'm locked out for life. Top eight. Top yeah, eight. MySpace made you life, pick man. your top eight friends, right? MySpace made you publicly tell everybody who your, t your best eight friends were, you know? Damn, man, nice they got dang it. Put you, know? you they what put if you're on the outside looking in, in? You're like, what do I got to do to get in that top eight, you know? Ah, yeah, right. man. Shout out to That's Mr. A... Titan, too, man. Y'all make sure y'all go and watch Mr. Titan on YouTube, too, man. I mean, he he one of the ones, too, man, to be putting out content on the regular. I mean, be coming through with some of the most fire-ass interviews amongst this group of titans content creators man so shout out to mr titan man check out all our titans content creators because man they doing some big things and y'all really gonna see the big things that our fellow titan content creators have been doing later on in the show if you don't already know what we're talking about but firestone mm -hmm. talk to him about about that beer gang man yeah, we're gonna run through these real quick because i know we already running in quick so uh oh uh, yeah 
Thank you. Uh, this this episode is brought to you by LionsDenBeardCollection.com. If you're trying to get your beard in the tip top shape, or if you're trying to start your beard and don't know, you know, want to make sure you start it off right, go to LionsDenBeardCollection.com. Use promo code Coliseum get twenty five percent off your order. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by SunnySmilesCoffee.com. Premium freshly roasted coffee, some of the best coffee I've ever had. There is so, so many different uh, blends for you to try. They have capsules as well as well as tea for you. Um, so do that as as well so check out sunnysomemilescoffee.com and free shipping on all your u.s orders um also we are on all audio platforms for the podcast now so spotify apple Podcasts, amazon iheart you can catch us that way when you're at work if you wasn't able to catch us live on youtube you can hear us on the podcast on your streaming apps wherever you find your podcast and you can listen to us while you're at work as well so make sure you check us out on all your audio podcast platforms we got a super chat, man. Shout out to Sports Tackler, man. Sports Tackler always coming through here blessing us. Hey, yeah. thank you. We appreciate you very much. Brock Bowers at seven ain't the move. Take night. Hey, we're going to get to that in a second. We're going to we gonna get to that. We're going to clap it up for that comment right there, man. Uh, we got to set some people straight about this shit right here. But, fellas, y'all ready to get this thing rocking and rolling? I know damn sure y'all is. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm ready. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's get it pop. Let's get it popping in because, of course, we got the Super Bowl on Sunday. Yeah, we got the Super Bowl, and for the 20th, 30th something year or whatever the fuck it is, the Titans ain't in the Super Bowl. Maybe we might be there. Oh, God. Somebody calling me. It's not dirty. It can't be dirty, right? You did my damn show, man. (laughs) It's not dirty. Not yet. Not yet. Don't say it's dirty. We're going to get that one day, man. We're going to get that one day. No, we're not. No, we're not. We're going to get like 26. We're going to get to the Super Bowl one day. Not the 30s. (laughs) <laughs> man, look, man, we're we going to get that. We're going to keep them fingers crossed, man. But um, talk about the Pro Bowl before we get into the meat of this thing, man. Um, Had the Pro Bowl games this past Sunday, and honestly, I did not pay any attention to it. I carried on with my <laughs> Sunday as is. I ain't give a fuck about them playing dodgeball, baseball, skinny dipping, and all that old other Silly ass shit, but oh, I'm all. Uh, I miss, I miss the skinny dipping. I miss. The, you, you guys got that on DVR? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm man, you know you got I all mean, the vintage but... tapes up over there, man. I know Thank you man. got some. I know you got some photos from back in the day. Hey, I might. I might. That's a conversation for another day. <laughs> but yeah, but, you know, that was y'all, the question to y'all is. Yeah, did anybody else watch or pay attention to the Pro Bowl chat too? Y'all let me know in the chat. Did anybody else pay attention to the Pro Bowl? I watched maybe I mean, a couple I, plays. I, I, t- I tuned in the best I could. I mean, it's it's a lot. Obviously, it's a lot different. I think I think when Sean Taylor kind of just unleashed the fury upon you know whoever that poor soul punter was with the fake punt, I think that's the day the, the Pro Bowl died, right? Because <laughs> that man that man was lucky to come out alive. And I, I feel like ever since then, it's been this, like, we're just going to kind of be soft, and now it's flag football. So, I mean, I, I tuned in enough to pay attention, but it's hard to it's hard to keep interest. But, I mean, 
same thing can be go for a lot of all-star games. I mean, the NBA all-star game when I was a kid in the nineties was awesome, but now it's just like, man, I ain't trying to watch that, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, I th- I feel like a lot of these like celebratory games have, have changed a lot. It went from being like the best of the best to like, uh, you don't want to participate. Well, okay, we'll move on to the next guy kind of thing, you know? Right. And it's just, you know, maybe that's a personal opinion, but I mean, I still tune in because I'm a sucker for football. I'll, I mean, I don't care if they're throwing snowballs at each other. I'll watch it for 10 minutes, you know, but yeah, that, that's my that's, take on it. I mean, I, I didn't tune it enough to keep interested in to follow along to like who, who is winning, but they had all these kind of ridiculous, like after the quarter ends, they would have these tug of war games and stuff. And I mean, this is, I, I like I said, it was field, it was field day for players whose teams didn't make it to the Super Bowl, you know? Bro, I, yeah, I just, I just, yeah, I just kind of wish that they would do something to actually incentivize the players to do this stuff. Even with like the skill games that they play, this shit's getting ridiculous. Like the only thing that's kind of cool is dodgeball, kind of. But they's out here golfing yeah. and, and like that don't make. Let's yeah, actually you're... things that actually make us figure out who's the best, who's the fastest, who's the strongest, who can do this. All right, let's let's run some one v ones with some wide receivers and some DBs and some running back and some linebackers. Let's run some one v one v one drills. Let's sit there and uh, do squats. Could you imagine what it would be like Saquon, Nick Chubb, and Aaron Donald sitting there, see who can squat the most and do all this stuff? Like, granted, Nick Chubb. <laughs> but you here and give these players something to actually incentivize about bro can you imagine if they had a course there like they used to have the sports science and you got the little dummy out there and you let running backs go out there stiff arm and we can see who actually has the strongest stiff arm like shit that actually gave you bragging rights throughout the year that made who the fastest crash this dummies out there and let miles here rip their heads off yes bro like we found a 40 yes bro that would be fucking great but Firestone, like you talk about incentivizing, like if I'm not mistaken, maybe it's changed, but I think like in the in the NBA or the MLB All-Star game, it's like whoever wins the All-Star game gets, you know, basically home field advantage in the World Series. I don't know if that's changed, but that right there gives them incentive to, to want to win the game, right? Right there. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. if I'm good enough to be an All-Star, chances are my team is good enough to be in the playoffs. If yeah. you make the playoffs in, the base, in Major League Baseball, you have as good a chance as anybody to win the World Series. So it's like... Give them incentive to make them want to be there, to make them want to compete, to make them not want to sit out, right? Yeah. <clears throat> what kind of incentive will, will, will we give them? Because, I mean, the Pro Bowl games, they right before the Super Bowl, everybody played. I mean, you would have to put it off into next season. And even with that, I mean, I'm thinking about what could you give these players to make them go out there and compete? For me, it's the incentive is make it actually something that matters. Like who's the fastest in the NFL, right? Who's the strongest in the NFL? Who's the best wide receiver? That when you make yeah. it that bragging rights for the year. When you sit there and line up Tyreek Hill and Mostert and Waddle and all these other guys at the yard line, and they go run and you win and you got bragging rights for the fastest player in the NFL that year. Mm-hmm. That's your incentive right there. And then yeah, you can throw some prizes on top of that. <laughs> things but you got the incentive of bragging rights that i can actually say i'm this rather than it's debatably or arguably i'm the best yeah that's man, that's right there. pro man, versus joe's that's yeah my mama I mean, just these guys are, you gotta see that mug <laughs> yeah i i seen it yeah. coming i'm gonna get the mama ellison most definitely yeah. but uh shout out to Manson, man y'all make sure y'all go turn 
Massey and Mad Up too, man, on their page, man, because they, you know, definitely on the come up. And Tyler just actually said it right here. My guy Tyler Stone, man, money. That's how you make them mugs go out there and compete. Give them, give them a significant amount of money. You can't just throw them a thousand dollars and expect them <laughs> to go out there and try to god dang it compete like a mug. Nah, give them some real but, money. I bet you they'll go mm -hmm. up out there and compete <clears throat> their ass. Two hundred k. On yeah. on the topic of money though, like Firestone says, like these guys these guys are competitors, right? So if they're on the same team, they're they're already competing every day of practice. I'm faster than you. I'm stronger than you. But whoever is declared the strongest man in the NFL, the fast man in the NFL, think about the, the uh, you know, uh, in, incentives there. Think about all the, like, commercial incentives, all the, like, uh, you know, opportunities to brand, you know, to join forces with every business out there, you know, FedEx, whoever. Oh, Tyreek Hill is the fastest man in the NFL. We're the fastest distributor of, of packages, you know. I mean, that that's, that's the thing. Like, yeah, if you – you gave these cats an opportunity to basically like be branded as the strongest man in the NFL, they can use that as a marketing opportunity that's through the moon, right? Right, I right. Mean, that, that that's a that's sense. a major opportunity. I mean, Miles Garrett. Sense. I mean, look at that man, you know, he's already defensive player of the year. I mean, think about what else that you know he could be branded to by being the strongest man in the NFL, you know. <laughs> right. Mama Ellison said, uh they need to have a four by one track team with all the lanes filled with the fastest pro players. <laughs> oh, and a Buffalo run. Oh, yeah. That's the old lineman out there running. Actually, <laughs> I can actually get with that right there. Yeah, the old lineman, boy. That, that right there would be some real entertainment. Imagine all yeah. of them on the track team together. <laughs> yeah, that would be dope to have a uh, like a 100 meter dash, too, man. That'd be dope. You know? Man, look. Look, Aaron Brewer will win that mug every single year. I mean, he, he's the fat, he's got to be the fastest offensive lineman because he damn near the size of a tight end. And he decided Derrick Henry out there running. Yeah, Derrick Henry might be giving him a run for his money, honestly. Man. But Fresh, yeah, man, just has to be. Like, how has that shit just not been incorporated for us to actually like fans have always wondered who's fastest, who's strongest, who got the strongest stiff arm and the best juke. And like, there's ways to figure these things out, and we don't have to put them at risk of injury. Like, so many owners are like, well, we don't want to do it. It can be competitional things that is fun, that is still atmosphere, still commodity type things as well. So, and you're not risking them at injury. So, I, I think it could be something we could fix. They just sit there and, bro, you see the quarterback lineup this year for the Pro Bowl? That was ass, man. <laughs> they got on, you, you out to, yeah, you mean to tell me Min, Minshew versus Geno Smith is not upper echelon, you know, bro, come on. competition? Yeah, I don't, I just, I'm done taking that's Pro Bowl series. Even, that's that's why I ain't even waste my time with it, man. But we're going to go ahead and keep this thing rock and rolling because we got a bunch of shit that we got to get to tonight. Some real shit we got to get to tonight. Not saying the Pro Bowl isn't anything real because we appreciate our Pro Bowler Derrick Henry, but we ain't watching that dodgeball shit, man. Y'all got to pay the players. <laughs> Give them a reason to go out there and compete. But NFL owners and winners recap. I mean, uh, I ain't have, I ain't have a problem with anybody that won or award yesterday i mean i thought everybody that should have won won i mean maybe you could debate about the coach of the year 
uh Kevin uh I ain't finna slaughter that man's name, but the Browns head coach. Stephon, you could argue Stephansky. about Skafanski, yeah. You can you could probably argue about that right there, but still though, I mean, look at what the Browns went through this year. I mean, they lost their star running back, they lost their quarterback, they had all kinds of injuries throughout the year, but yet they still found themselves in the playoffs. I mean, the Browns definitely wasn't an easy out by any means this season. The Titans know that firsthand. And uh, I'm going to start it off with Firestone, man. Your thoughts on the NFL honors uh, winners? Bro, I kind of think that Coach of the Year should have went to D'Amico. As much as I'm a Titans fan, you there were so many things that you did different than Kevin. Like, I get it. He was playing, what, the fourth QB? But your fourth QB was Joe Flacco, okay? It's not like you was out here playing with, like, P.J. Ponder or somebody. You was playing with Joe Flacco who's already won a Super Bowl, okay? Um, <laughs> so that, that to me is like, you know, D'Amico went from last to first, made it to the playoffs, and not only to the playoffs with a rookie QB and then the, the foundation of his defense with the rookie as well with Will Anderson, and both of those winning rookie of the year for offense and defense. It, it just seems like what he did as a coach was better than what Kevin Stavansky did, and I just didn't get that one. Another one for me on, was MVP. I, I'm sorry, but I just don't think Lamar's the MVP of this league until he can prove he can actually make it somewhere in a playoff game rather than – losing the moments like that Kansas City game he just disappeared bro he didn't show up he didn't perform he wasn't the QB we expect you to be at an MVP MVP tier when we give you that award and you constantly go ghost in the playoffs and don't show up and don't win and that's our biggest question mark we're trying to still figure out if you're a franchise QB with how you handle the playoffs and we give you the MVP for me MVP was more of a Tyree killer Christian McCaffrey Type of situation. No, they're, never gonna give, they're never gonna give it to a, a yeah, non-quarterback no more. But we saw that, like that we whole change for sure. Yeah, because when we played Miami, they was doing good. Once Tyreek went out the game, them motherfuckers looked lost. That's an MVP to me, right? When your team absolutely needs you to actually thrive and survive, that's an MVP to me. So yeah, when you're when you're eighty percent of the offense, you you are. The yeah, MVP I was about sure. to say everybody in the com- like the MVP. I, all these awards that's coming out, these are regular season awards. Yeah, it isn't about well, play, the playoff performances. Like, I mean, how can you say you're MVP of the league when there's other QBs out here that actually perform out into the playoffs and and stuff like that? So how are you beating out Patrick and and, and as bad as it sounds, Josh well, Allen MVP then if we're going to talk about QBs because well, at least those those guys going to call off of them him getting that number one seed. I think that really helped him get that MVP case. Okay. I mean he he was he was the reason they got there. It wasn't it wasn't because their team was just amazing in my opinion. I do think they get defense is really good, but offensively really he lost his running backs, his wide receivers to me outside of Zay Flowers wasn't really that good. I mean Odell was is still washed up. I think and then most of the time his running, man, his, his running just be taking over games. And that's why he didn't make it to the Super Bowl because he stopped running. You know what I'm saying? Like he should he should have ran a yeah, little bit more. He got more just, comfortable yeah. in that arm, man, which yeah, is cool. Yeah, but whatever. I like to see Lamar throw the football around or whatever. I, I and I respect Lamar even more today. But I mean, bro, don't go away from, from who you your are. bread and butter, who yeah. you are. I mean, yes, it's good that you're passing the ball, but don't forget about your legs. Your legs is a real a real weapon. Fuck what these people got to say, talking about you a running back and all that old other dumb ass shit, man. Do what you got to do to fucking win a game. Facts, bro. Yeah, Facts. I, 
I yeah, I agree there. Like I I I have of course, I mean he's a rat bird. You know, we always hate rat birds, but you gotta <laughs> give respect where respect's due. But I to say like it's hard on on the basis of MVP. I, I see regular season, see what he did. I see he did just enough to kind of make sure his team won every game. He was pretty much the reason why they won every game. But I also see where Firestone's coming from for sure because I mean I going back, I mean I'm an Auburn fan. I've been a vocal about that. You know, Cam Newton may be a nutcase these days, but if you look at Lamar's season this year, Cam Newton averaged that for eight eight seasons in a row. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm kind of like, does that does that mean Cam Newton should have won eight eight MVPs? No, not at all. But for this season, the way it played out, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen, it was kind of back and forth, right? And the way it the way the cards fell, it kind of leaned towards Lamar. So I kind of see both sides of it. It's hard for me to say that he didn't deserve it by any means, but when the ship went down, which is Mark Andrews, because their offense runs through Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson, he was able to keep it afloat. And I don't think maybe some other quarterbacks might would have been able to do that. And maybe that's maybe that's the deciding factor there. But to me, it's like it, it, when you look at his numbers, nothing pops out other than the fact that like they didn't lose the games. Yeah. It's hard for me to be like he his numbers totally just demolished everybody because they didn't. Because like I said, if you really look at Cam Newton's numbers, that's he averaged that. And this was Lamar, both Lamar Jackson's MVP seasons, Cam Newton, and that was like his career. So it's just kind of hard for me to like jump back and and kind of take one side or the other because I see both sides of it. But I mean, I think he's deserving of it. But I think if he lost three games, he doesn't get it. There's oh, no way, yeah. like at all, you know, like <laughs> if he lost three games and put up the same numbers, he doesn't get it. Yeah, because like I'm a fan of Lamar and everything like that, but it was just like for me when I think MVP, I think of okay, that's the guy that's definitely going to lead their team to a Super Bowl, and I think MVP, and that's the biggest question mark we have for Lamar is like, can he? He's talented. He boy, he can run. Boy, he can throw. He's very talented and athletic, but can he actually break that glass ceiling and take them to the promised land and, and win a Super Bowl? So that's why I just have the issues with with Lamar and I guess in regular season, but that still matters to me in my thought process of who MVP is of the league, because there's other guys that I know can take their teams to that Super Bowl over Lamar when I still question that. And shout out to Nancy tonight too, man. It's her birthday too. Y'all y'all make sure y'all go tell Miss Nancy happy birthday. Make sure you tell Johnny happy birthday. Make sure you tell Rossi happy birthday. Everybody out there celebrating the birthday. Uh, celebrating a birthday, wish him a happy birthday. But, That's a lot of uh, birthdays. I feel like we should sing happy birthday. <laughs> no, 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 no. We ain't doing no singing around here. Just friendly happy birthday. If I catch you out tonight, I'll buy you a drink. But <laughs> but uh, off, offensive player of the year, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, y'all got a problem with Christian McCaffrey winning offensive player of the year? I don't. I think nah. I think that was a good pick. And you know what I'm saying? Uh, it was either between him or Tyreek Hill. As long as it was one of them two, I wouldn't upset. You know what I'm saying? If Tyreek would have missed some of those games and would have got closer to that 2000, it would have been him. But it, it was it was either him or CMC, bro. They was having just, good years. And I know CMC has a lot more talent on his team, but he's still out there performing. I think it's just at this point, man, the MVP is going to be the best quarterback and the offensive player of the year is going to be the best non-quarterback. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's what like it's going to be. Running it's yeah. just a pretty much the MVP, a quarterback award uh man i can't help but to say this but at the start of the season man um uh, 
AJ Brown, man, he looked like he was destined for offensive player of the year before the wheels fell completely off in Philly, man. Because I mean, y'all remember all them he games was, of a hundred and twenty-five yards straight. I yeah, mean, like two hundred. Yeah, he yeah. was damn there yeah. on the MVP level, and like I said, the wheels fell off up there in um, Philadelphia. But I don't have Something a happened. single problem with. I say this though, man. I, I knew those antics that I knew those antics. I know some of yeah. those antics that AJ Brown had when he was with, he kept on jawing at us. You know what I'm saying? He was doing all that talking on Twitter. I knew it was going to catch up to him, and it did. They took a couple losses. They won Spola. You know how Philly is, man. I was like, bro, would you not realize that they fan base is way worse than ours, bro? Like, they, yeah. when they start losing, they're different, bro. They're a different fan base, Philly, bro. Philly fans threw snowballs at Santa Claus. I mean, Damn, and Philly for the back in the day, Philly was the only stadium in the NFL that had a jail cell in their stadium. <laughs> they were Damn, like, all right, you sure that you, know you sure that didn't have one in Oakland? That's not <laughs> I mean, hey, Oakland you know what? Shit. They just no. I mean, they, had, they just had a whole prison containment unit in Oakland, but in uh, <laughs> Philly, they just had this one cell because they were like, "Look, we don't have time to deal with you right now, so we're going to enjoy the game and lock you in the cell. And when this when this game's over, we're going to figure out what to do with you." See, see I, I thought it was a, they they I have a cell, a joke, in Philly. yeah, yeah. No, they have a cell in the Philly stadium. They have an underground tunnel <laughs> past just the Oakland stadium that just takes them. <laughs> oh, <right man>. <laughs> They got a whole yeah. prison in uh, Oregon, yeah. man. They have a whole prison in Oakland. I don't think this shit going to fly in Vegas. Vegas. They probably got a damn uh, bunny ranch up under their stadium or some shit. Ask Jimmy Garoppolo. He'll know. Jimmy Garoppolo will know. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move over to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, defensive player of the year, uh, Biles Garrett. Y'all got a problem with Miles Garrett winning it? I mean, nah. I, I don't. I, I think if TJ stayed on the field, he wins it, but he didn't stay on the field. And that's yeah. I, I said it all year, man. It man, Miles Garrett remind me of Lawrence Taylor, man. He's playing, he's been playing on that level, dude. You can't block that man. Like, I don't know what it is. The only if he just, triple he, team, triple team still ripping your head off. <laughs> Bro, the only thing I want to see from Miles next year is like you could tell sometimes this year he because like he was playing at another level. So if he was getting blocked, he allowed people to block him. And that's what you could tell a lot of things. There was when he wanted to be, he was unblockable. And next year, I just want to see him turn that up to another phase because he could have wrecked havoc a lot more. And I think he took some plays off in some situations to try to <laughs> conserve energy for the playoffs, maybe. But bro, you got to go out there and get some shit handled and get some shit done. But man, Miles Garrett's out there doing work. If JJ would have stayed on the field or if TJ would have stayed on the field, I think he would have got it kind of like the T uh, Tyreek situation as well. But um, man, they both of them was wrecking havoc this year with the sacks. Yeah. Nah, yeah, oh, yeah. And that was definitely turned up, man. But man. uh let's move on to the actual game, the Super Bowl, man. Because I mean, sure, that's what we're here for. Even though the Titans ain't in it, we gonna watch that that gum Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. And uh the question I want to throw out there to y'all, and I'm gonna start this one off with RJ is what will this game do for Mahomes' legacy, win or lose? 
Uh, I think it's, uh, at this point, man, if Mahomes isn't a top-five quarterback in the league, I mean, of all time, bro, I think this game here was to go ahead and solidify that, man. Because, I mean, if nobody – if he – I mean, outside of Tom Brady, I don't think anybody's had this much success so early in, in, in their career as Mahomes, man. And, and I, I said it before the playoffs. I mean, I said it right before the playoffs started. I said, I think the Chiefs going to probably go to the Super Bowl, man. I was like, I like their defense, man. Their defense is what's going – it's going to be the difference somewhere because Patrick Mahomes ain't never had no defense like this. You know what I'm saying? So everybody was too busy looking at the receivers and receivers dropping balls. Mm-hmm. And I said, look, they can run the ball. They can throw it to Travis Kelsey when they need to. And the receiver, gonna, they're going to step up in the playoffs, man. They ain't not going to just be dropping everything, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? But say that boy Rice. Yeah, Rice was like a different player. You know what I'm saying? The Chiefs, man, they got their championship DNA, man. When it's time come playoff time, they're a different team, man. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's like, oh, but they got to go to people's house. Like, they don't care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They don't care. Oh, but, I mean, if I had to choose, I'm not I'm not betting against Mahomes, dog. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't do it. Now, I know the 49ers are a great team. They're elite, bro. But uh, I just – I. But what I've seen from Brock Purdy in these playoffs, man, he make he make good throws. He made some good plays. But bro, he be having them plays that you can't you can't have against that boy, man. You can't have against Mahomes. You can't be throwing interceptions. You can't be missing people <laughs> wide open, throwing it into the defender and it bounce up and I you bail you out. Like, no, nah, you can't do that against them, man. I'm telling you, you can't do it against Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, man, most definitely, man. For me, man, uh, I think. This game right here, it doesn't hurt Mahomes' legacy at all if he loses this game. But if he win this game, man, look, man, you're going to have to put that man up there with the greatest. I mean, I would even go so far as to say, man, greater than Peyton Manning. Because let's keep it real. Peyton Manning, with all them stats or whatever, he won two Super Bowls. And the second Super Bowl, they had to tell them to that <clears throat> motherfucker. But my own guy say what? Peyton Manning was Peyton Manning was thirteen and twelve in the playoffs. Yeah, that so, right there to tell you something. He's already. Man, Peyton. Mahomes, I mean, Mahomes already I'm, has again, more playoff wins than Peyton. Yeah, I'm yeah. not knocking Peyton. I'm just saying. Granted, he had to go up against Tom Brady almost yeah. all the time, but still, I mean, thirteen and twelve. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, Mahomes. He just I all mean, Mahomes do is just go to the Super Bowl, man. We ain't going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> he in the AFC Championship game. The man done been in the AFC Championship game every single year of his career. That right he, there he should let the, you know that you know man this man is on goat status, man. I mean, man, like I, he, he's the minute the minute the season starts, it's like obviously they have a target on their back because they're the Chiefs, but. He he thrives in that, and that's a, that's the thing. Like RJ said, you can you're a fool to bet against him. You know, I mean, if you if you think that that was my whole thing, I, people are like, well, why in the world are you rooting for the Ravens? I wouldn't root. I would never root for Ravens. But if you you let Patrick Mahomes into the big dance, Patrick Mahomes is going to win the game. It's like if it's like I was joking around in the last video. If you don't want Patrick Mahomes to steal your girlfriend, don't invite Patrick Mahomes to your party because that's mm-hmm. what's going to happen. He is now there, and if you think that he's walking away with an L, it's probably not going to happen. <laughs> you know, probably not. Like 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 Morocco said, it, if it does, it doesn't hurt his legacy. But his when it's over and he's hoisting that Lombardi, how how can you sit there and say like this man is not going to be the greatest athlete that we've ever seen? Because we we now compare those two between Michael Jordan and Tom Brady, 
And Patrick Mahomes is just getting started, you know. As much as it makes me want to vomit in my mouth for saying that, is reality. <laughs> and that's what we got to live with. Uh, but I got a quick question is, has anybody you know, ever three-peated in the NFL? Because I mean, <laughs> I'm just letting y'all know. The, the, the Buffalo Bills did in a multiverse. They did in a multiverse. <laughs> in reality, <laughs> they lost three in a row. But in another universe, they're the greatest team has ever lived. Didn't the Patriots win three in a row, or did they win three in four years? I think they, they won they like three or four it, years or something yeah, like that. Or they back to back, but they never three peated. Yeah, yeah, it's it's too hard. It's too hard. So I mean, it'll be done. It'll be done at some point, but it's it's too hard right now. Hopefully, it's the Titans do it. Too- hopefully, we turn into a monster and just god dang it, just get to whooping motherfuckers every time we step on the field. So yeah. Will Levis is clairvoyant, so maybe that happens. <laughs> so I want to push this this question to or propose this question because y'all said it won't hurt his legacy now, which I I don't think it will hurt his legacy. But everybody kind of looks at Patrick Mahomes like, hey, you don't bet against him. He's kind of the Goliath out there. He's the big guy. He once you put him in the game, you don't bet against him. He's going to win. But what if Mister Irrelevant comes in here? into the Super Bowl and beats him in the biggest game. This is the golden child of the Super Bowl, of the NFL. And then you're telling me the last pick in the draft can come and beat the golden child? So it makes him not uh, perfect and unbeatable if Brock Purdy can come in here. They'll tell everybody, hey, you don't have to have an elite quarterback. You can have somebody that plays good. And that that, that kind of um, makes me want to ask this question too. Is is Brock Purdy a, a game changer? Or a game manager, because and then if he goes and beats uh, Patrick Mahomes in this game, then can game managers win a Super Bowl? Like it, it doesn't necessarily tarnish his legacy, but it makes a lot of other people's perspective go out the window that Patrick Mahomes is unbeatable unless you got a Patrick Mahomes to face him. I'll let y'all take that one first before I get into it. I mean, I'll, I'll talk. About, here's my take on Purdy. I, I'm I'm a I'm not a, I'm not on the Purdy train. I'm not like, oh yeah, I'm all, this is this is what I expect, but I what I think about Purdy is that <clears throat> this cat was like like Firestone said, Mr. Relevant, the last dude in the draft. Nobody expected him to see the field. He's he's a 240-yard two touchdown performance away from being the Super Bowl MVP, right? That's a that's a story that I feel as a football fan anybody can get behind unless you're just a Chiefs fan or Raiders fan or Chargers fan, probably, you know, even a Titans fan, maybe to some degree, but it's, it's, it's hard to like hate against that. But my thing is, I feel like he gets unfairly criticized. Like he didn't ask to be drafted the last pick of the draft. He'd rather be drafted first. Right. But he happened to be drafted mm-hmm. a team that had weapons in every position, a top defense. And people still want to criticize him. Like this guy's this, and this guy's that it's like, he is playing the cards he's dealt. And so yeah. I, I don't think he's a game manager per se, and I don't think he's a game changer, but I think he's exactly what that team needs. And if Mr. Irrelevant wins a Super Bowl, that's a hard story to not love, right? It's a oh, hard yeah, yeah, story yeah. to not love. And and I and I'm behind it hundred percent. every team I root for loses, so I'm rooting for the Chiefs, so I get to see that storyline. So Hopefully, we get to see Mr. Relevant hoist the Lombardi because I am rooting for the Chiefs. So, so can you root against the Titans every week? Oh, <laughs> <Can> man. You... <laughs> for the other team. I feel, I feel like there are many times in my life I feel like I'm the direct problem of why we are losing. <laughs> and 
I try to find remedies for that, RJ. Every day of my life, I do. It just doesn't work out. <laughs> I will say this, though. I do, I do think that Brock Purdy is a game manager. And there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Now, the, I think that you can win a Super Bowl with game managers. And I think somebody posted a, a comment right here. I clicked on it. He said game managers can win. And I agree. A game manager can win. You just need an elite, either something elite uh, else elite on that team. And I think the 49ers as a team is an elite team. You got you, – they can do anything. They can run the ball on you all day. They can throw on you all day. They got an elite defense. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got the elite weapons to 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 deal with the game managing quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Granted, I will say this, though, that get, that Brock Birdie do step up when the game when it, when the game is on the line, and that's another thing I do like about him. He has that trait. He's a game manager that steps up when he needs to, you know what I'm saying? And that's that, <clears throat> that's what I wanted from Tannehill in those playoff performances, man. Uh, I, he would do it in the regular season, but come playoff time, it just felt like Tannehill didn't want to step up when he, when we needed him to step up, to, you know, get a first down we need to, you know, or, or throw a pass, and, you know what I'm saying, in a tight window to get us a first down to keep a drive alive, you know what I'm saying, to get us a dub. And I feel like Brock Purdy does that. And that's how they got to the Super Bowl because, I mean, granted, the other teams were doing dumb shit, but <laughs> granted – that they was, you know, Brock Purdy made them plays in that in that Lions game, man. They got them to their Super Bowl, man. I, yeah. I commend him for that, you know. Yeah, yeah because he steps up when he needs to, and that's that's the thing that I like about Purdy. He, he is a game manager. He's not the guy trying to overplay his role. All right, when you need me to step up, I'm going to step up. But if you don't need me to step up and you just need me to get the ball to our playmakers, I'm going to get the ball to the playmakers. And that's exactly just what you need from a quarterback to be able to win these types of games. And I think it's – Patrick Mahomes makes so many things look so easy to be done that everybody now thinks you got to have a Patrick Mahomes to go out here and win a game where you you don't. Dan Marino at the time was one of the best QBs at that time and never won a Super Bowl. So you can have great QBs and still never win Super Bowls, and you can have mediocre yeah. QBs, the Carson Wentz, Nick Foles, and win Super Bowl. So you just, like RJ says, you got to make sure you got talent around them, and 49ers are stacked with talent. Yeah. Right. I want to say, like, Oh, go ahead, Morocco. Yeah, I I'll say this about Brock Purdy. Um, he's most definitely a game manager, but people need to get it out of their heads that a game manager is a bad thing, especially with Mister Relevant in his second year in the NFL. If he's a game manager, if he's able to go out there and keep a team afloat and take him to a Super Bowl, how's that a bad thing? He's not a first-round draft pick. He's not a second-round draft pick. He's the exactly. last fucking draft pick. So people need to stop <laughs> with this game manager that, thing, man. Yeah. I mean, a game manager is only a bad thing when it's, you know, a top, a top draft pick or – you know, a guy that you done paid two hundred and fifty million dollars to, or something like that. He needs to be more than a damn game manager if it's like that. But a guy like Brock Purdy, game manager, man, I take that all day. Yeah, I'd say definitely take yeah, Brock no, Purdy. I, I mean, granted, game managers can win. I mean, I felt like there was there was two years. Hell, we almost went to the Super Bowl with a damn game manager. I mean, come on now. Hell, we got the number one seed with a game manager. Like you, like sure. yeah. But I'll say this though, though, like. The reason why the Chiefs are going to continuously win because they do have a game changer at quarterback. That's why they don't their team don't be that talented, and but they still begin to Super Bowl and winning it because they got the quarterback just so great. You know, so they can get away with that. Sure. We can't. We ourselves we can't do that. We can't do that. We need an elite team. We're gonna yeah. take down. 
the Chiefs, man, to get to the Super Bowl, man. Like, running right, for sure. Hey, running is I exactly mean, it's, it's right. like, like kind of like going, like talking about the Purdy thing. It's like, <clears throat> kind of like it's like, yeah. I mean, he he is in the in the definition of a term. He is a game manager because he's not a four hundred yard, four touchdown QB, right? Mm-hmm. And but the thing is, it's like <clears throat> people criticize him. They're like, well. All Brock Purdy does is dump 10-yard slants to Debo and let Debo do the rest. Well, if Debo was on your team, wouldn't you do the same damn thing? You know? Exactly. I mean, you feed the high I mean, end. You, 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 you put think, the ball you think in the Patrick Mahomes the wouldn't maker. dump the ball? Yeah, you think Patrick Mahomes wouldn't dump the ball 10 yards to Debo and let Debo do the rest of the work? It's just – it's like I feel like people want to just kind of like figure out a way to just discredit him, and it's just like the, the dude's winning. That's and, what it until is. Until he's – yeah, until he's irrelevant, until Mr. Irrelevant is actually irrelevant, we just got to take it for what it is, you know? Bro, and I've never seen – everybody always wants to do Tom Brady comparisons to so many people. And I'm not saying, like, he'll be like Tom Brady, but if I've ever seen anything like a Tom Brady story, it's this Brock Purdy because later rounds when Tom Brady first came out there, just making fun of how he looked. He can't be – they doubted Tom Brady those first couple of years mm-hmm. until Tom Brady turned into it. And that's kind of what Brock Purdy feels like. Now, I'm not saying that's what he's going to be, but – Go if I'm Brock Purdy, I'm going to watch to see how Tom Brady handled those first couple of years when he started playing when everybody was doubting him and they're telling them they were stupid for not letting Bledsoe finish and blah blah and all that shit. Because everybody in this generation always thinks that Brady was Brady from the beginning of time and it wasn't that nah. way. But I have a question too Do you think if the Chiefs win this Super Bowl, Andy Reid retires as a coach, or do you think he'll come back and continue on? Or do you, you know, do you I see him home? retiring, I see. Kelsey retiring for the simple fact that Reed ain't got nothing else to prove, man. Exactly. I mean, he he done won he done won his championships. I mean, for a long time, people used to knock Andy Reed about you know he can't win the big one, he can't win the big one. But he was you know consistently right there in the mix. That's why I can never discredit Andy Reed and. This may be a bit of a hot take or whatnot, and we may be changing courses a little bit. Well, we can still keep it, you know, on subject. But I think Andy Reid, Andy Reid is a better head coach than Bill Belichick for the simple fact that Andy hasn't always had that quarterback. Sure, you can say McNabb or whatnot, and Andy Reid didn't have some fire-ass teams in the past. But we see with Belichick what Belichick has done without Tom Brady. I mean, absolutely nothing. N- nothing. Andy Reid ain't always had Mahomes, and Andy Reid has <clears throat> been to the big game. He's always had a competitive team on the field. That's why I I would give Andy Reid the nod over Bill Belichick. I, I might I might have to agree with you on that one, Morocco, man. I feel like if I were to start a team, if I had to choose a franchise and it came down to Andy Reid or Belichick, I would choose Andy Reid. You know what I'm saying? And just give him a defense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The offense always going to be there. So, the great offense of mine. Yeah, I I, I take this, this stance a lot and I get a lot of heat for it, but – I'm always I'm always on the side of Andy Reid. I look at him. I'm like, this man's one with like six different quarterbacks. He's one with I know he's one with McNabb and Vic. I know he won with Kevin Cole. I know he won with Alex Smith. I know he won with Patrick Mahomes. I know that there has been some backups and second and third strings in between there at some point due to injuries that he's probably won. 
in the Super Bowl played the Patriots, who is that not the the game where everything broke about them videoing? I know they videoed the Rams, but I thought they videoed the the Eagles too. Or was that? Yeah, that that was. I don't know. Maybe it was wrong, but it's like that's another thing. It's like we we have this Belichick Andy Reid already Super Bowl that was tainted. So how do we really know like who the real the real goat is? I mean, like you guys said, what has he done without Tom Brady? He had one season with Matt Castle, but it was more of like a fill-in and a system where Matt Castle just knew his role. What did Matt Castle do after that? Not a damn thing. He went to Kansas City, signed a huge contract, phased out, you know, in two years. So, I mean, I've always said Andy Reid's a goat. I, I feel like the guy has proved it over and over with multiple rosters, multiple players, complete changeover. People try to cast him off. People try to change. Always say, "Oh, this this team is down and out. They don't have this. They don't have this. They they're not winning because they don't have this receiver. They're not going to win because they don't have this running game." And look, here they are. They're in the Super Bowl again. I mean, it is that all Patrick Mahomes? Not a hundred percent. Maybe seventy percent. But let's be real. I mean, Patrick Mahomes isn't going to be there without Andy Reid. And I believe that, unless maybe he's Bill Belichick. <laughs> but that's about it, right? It, it, it's hard for me to, 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 and I'm sitting here battling back and forth as y'all are talking on this too. Like, what, what, what am I going to go with? But for me, I'm on the side of, of Belichick when it comes to this because I don't think Brady made Belichick. I think Belichick made Brady because, like we said, when you go back and watch those first three Super Bowls, Adam Vinatieri and that defense won those Super Bowls, not Tom Brady. Tom Brady just had to be a game manager. And in some situations, Tom Brady almost fucked them out of situations in those early on. But when RJ asks if you was to start a team right now, who are you picking? I'm picking Andy Reid because he's more modern with the adapted than Belichick has soups. So six Super Bowls and Andy only has what three. Uh, Andy did have a bunch of good teams. Man, that Eagles team was good with McNabb and T.O. and Brian Dawkins and Brian Westbrook at running back. Bro, they had a stack team at Eagles sure. too. And he couldn't well, get that. That's his ability. I think with that great roster neither. So, but I think if we're, it's hard to decipher which one is actually truly better because I think Belichick was the best at his time. I think his time has passed, and I think Andy Reid is the best currently. But even I, Kyle I don't think we would. Well, I was going to say I don't think we would question. I don't think we would even have this question if Tom Brady didn't go to Tampa Bay and win a Super Bowl. If Tom Brady, yeah, that, Tom Brady that, went to Tampa Bay, that's yeah, really what they did, they did a lot. They did a lot. They did a lot in that game. They took what Belichick taught him into that offense and then export. So I still Very think well. that's a check thing because yeah, no, it, no, it could be. Yeah. I don't think if, you know. if, if Brady wasn't under Belichick and he had a different coach, would Brady have been anything other than a draft round bust if he would have never got a shot when Bledsoe goes hurt? Because nobody was thinking about putting Brady into the thing. So that's where I think just like he talks about how Brady and Belichick used to go meetings all the time and this and that. And I think that knowledge of teaching and, and Belichick having that thought process and being a son of a scout and everything, they sat down and broke down film and they understood. And that was that that chemistry of everything that was that made it work. But I, I truly believe that Belichick made Brady rather than Brady made made Belichick. It just happened that he he got him some more Super Bowls in the end as well for him. Yeah, I mean, I can, in I the end, it could very way. well be. I can most definitely rock with that. Um, game predictions, fellas. Uh, 
I think Kansas City gonna win. I can't go against Mahomes, just like RJ said. I'd never bet against Mahomes. Matter of fact, I may put up about ten thousand on Mahomes in Kansas City. But uh, for me, it just boils down to the quarterback. Who's got the best quarterback? And also to the elephant in the room, nobody is talking about Kyle Shanahan in a Super Bowl because you know that man has a history in the Super Bowl. He's the current day Andy Reid when it comes to Super Bowl. And when I say the current day Andy Reid, I'm not talking about the Andy Reid with my own winning all the damn Super Bowl. I'm talking about the choke artist, Andy Reid, the one who got in the big game and for always found a way to lose it. I mean, you can look back at 28-3 to when he was the offensive coordinator in Atlanta and you could even look back to the last time the 49ers made the Super Bowl or whatnot. Just, you know, dialing up pass plays when all you got to do is run the freaking football. Like, granted, he gave, he dialed up a play to where um, he had, I forget the guy's name is on the tip of my tongue, but Jimmy Garoppolo overthrew the motherfucker. Mm-hmm. But, um, Kyle Shanahan, man, in these Super Bowls or whatnot, man, he ain't to be trusted. So that's why I'm running with Kansas City. Oh, who you got, uh, T.I.? Man, like I said before, every team I root for loses. I'm, I'm not – this is nothing against Andy Reid, nothing against Patrick Mahomes, Brittany Mahomes, Taylor Swift – Travis Kelsey, Jackson Mahomes, you name it. I'm just tired of seeing the Chiefs, man. So I'm going all in on the Chiefs because every team I go all in on loses. So go Chiefs. Go Patrick Mahomes, MVP. I have an eight-touchdown performance, one for the ages, but just fucking lose that game. Why everybody hate Kansas City, man? Yeah, is I, it Taylor I, Swift I just, or is it Mahomes? See, no, it's, it's none of them. I just, if they were in the NFC, I'd probably be okay. But it's just like, I'm just tired of it, man. We yeah, had him. We had him, and, we had him in the AFC Championship. We had him. If Mahomes doesn't run, doesn't scamper that touchdown at halftime, we win that game. We're in the Super Bowl. We might even win that Super Bowl. I feel like we would have won I'm still in, mad in about 2019 that. and 2021 because, shoot, yeah, look, that's at, look at the rounds, that man. That me, bro. That shit. I mean, me, yeah. I mean, that was our year, scamper. bro. They they didn't want to touch that man like he had COVID. They were just like, ooh, ooh, he was bouncing <laughs> around like, like yeah. he was river dancing. He river danced from like the fifty to the twenty, and then did a twirl. And I was just like, is anybody going to tackle this dude? And that, and we lost the game because of that. I, I'm a firm believer we lost the game at that moment. Yeah, you I know? knew I knew we wasn't going to Super Bowl when he did that shit too, bro. I'm be yep. real, like, yeah, yep. but we ain't going to. Yeah, then if I wouldn't, if I wouldn't have been in public, I would have threw my drink at the screen. But for some reason, I don't, I don't hate the Chiefs because I just felt like in 2019, I just felt like it, we was a flag, kind of a flash of a pan, bro. As much as I love this team, love that team, bro, because they they fought through all type of adversity that season, had to make a quarterback change, and they got all the way to the AFC Championship. I just even then, I didn't think they were gonna go. I didn't think they were gonna go to Super Bowl, bro. I'll be real. I, as much as I love that team, bro, I, mean, I ain't think it was going. I don't think they was ready yet. Now in 2021, I was 
freaking I, I just knew we were going to win it all. Mm. We we were mature, you know what I'm saying? We done, we done, we battled so much adversity. We went through so much BS that season. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not win the damn Super Bowl. And that one hurt the most. That's the most painful season because yeah. we was beating teams we was not supposed to beat. We had a ton a fuck ton of injuries and, and we and we somehow got number one seed. I thought I was okay, we winning it all. You know what I'm saying? Man, that, but, man. that walk of shame across the bridge after that playoff oh, game. That I couldn't imagine being at that game, bro. I know y'all was oh, sick. I was there. I was sick. there. I was – my brother and I were so stoked. He, If he's watching, shout out Paul. But uh, we were walking across that bridge, and, man, we didn't – I don't think we spoke to each other the whole time. We just wow. heads down. It was yeah. just deflated, right? Deflated. Like you said, man, we were, we were primed. All of us thought we were going. From that yeah. first play, we were like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was a that was the most. Yeah. Oh, he said, "Oh eight, yeah, oh eight was oh eight were rough too." It, it, we just couldn't have lost. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no twenty one. Good God, I don't know if we'd have beat the Steelers just... though. That Steelers team was great, even though we beat them in the regular season, bro. That Steelers team was great, bro. Like twenty one was just so fucking heartbreakful. Like, like I said, man. That's the first time I wanted to go to a park at night and just sit by myself, man. I mean, it was it was that day, freaking bad, man. But uh, I'm glad we didn't have a podcast going on during this. Man, <laughs> oh my man. god, we wouldn't have been able to do it. We wouldn't uh, have been able to do it. Bro, I, I'll never forget that day, man. Because technical difficulties, there would not be a show. <laughs> bro, I'll never forget that day, bro. Because I was hype. I was, you know, we was we. I went to a party, man. It was, and I was the only Titans fan there, bro. And everybody there was still a fan, Raven fan, Cowboy fan. And we watching the game, man. You know, the, we. I'm talking, yeah. I'm like, we gonna we gonna beat the Bengals, man. We gonna we gonna get to the Super Bowl, bro. I promise y'all. The first play, pick, and I'm I'm sitting there with food in hand, like oh, like what is he? Oh. I said, okay, he got it out of him. You know what I'm saying? He got it out of him. Then That's we, how I start with Tanner here. Yeah, it's like, okay. He got said, the pick out of him, bro. He good. <laughs> he, he got it up out of him. Let's roll. Then the second one, you be like, hey man, you need to get it together. But that yeah. third one. You be cussing his ass out. You should have heard him, bro. They was like, even after that first pick, they was like, man, I said, Tannehill, he looking suspect today, man. Some dude was like, man, this dude, Tannehill, suck. I'm like, nah, he don't suck, man. He just, he just up and down. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes he throw a pick. Sometimes he come out and throw a touchdown. You never know. You know what I'm saying? And then the second pick, yeah. he was like, everybody started looking at me like, uh, bro, that one we tipped it. He's like, bro, I told you, bro, Tannehill suck. I was like, nah, bro, we good, bro. I done seen it come through. It came through before. Then the third one, bro, I couldn't defend him, bro. They, everybody was getting on his ass. At that point, you're putting said, on a oh, yeah. At that point, you're putting on a Bengals jersey, being like, "Yeah, fuck Tannehill." Man, bro, <laughs> I was, I was, I, I didn't say nothing the rest of that party, bro. I was sitting there like, "Bro, I'm just gonna go home, bro." I sat in the car, bro. I, I talked to my homeboy for about two hours, bro. Like, dog, like we really blew this season. <laughs> man, we came a long, long way, man. I tell you, man, for us to be able to talk about this shit, man, should tell you. How far that we done came since that yeah. day right there? Cause I tell you, it was it was awful, man. But y'all ready to get some to some two tone business? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, sure. we done got sure. an hour worth of you know NFL slash Super Bowl material. It shows you that we familiar with everything that goes on around the league. We ain't just you know Titan fans. We fans of the game, but 
this the Titans Coliseum podcast. Fuck everybody else, man. We got to get to our two-tone business. And that's exactly what we're about to do. So with it being a weekend, you got a lot of motherfuckers parading around Las Vegas. I mean, a who's who of everybody. I mean, if you name them nine times out of ten, they there. And one man that's been all over Las Vegas is T. Higgins. And if you don't know who T. Higgins is by now, God dang you, you're bullshitting, man. You need to start watching. <laughs> but uh, he's an impending free agent, uh, a Tennessee guy. He's, you know, done hinted at it multiple times online that he wants to come back to Tennessee and he didn't shy away from it. When I got Jared, man, shout out to Jared, shout out to Vinny, shout out to South, shout out to everybody at the sick podcast, man, because they down there at the Super Bowl, man. They they most definitely putting on they they bringing some killer ass content, man. And I know RJ said he wanted to speak about it as well, but Man, if you see them guys out there doing their thing, and if you're going to share their content, make sure you give them credit, man, because I know we I know we ain't, you know, the big machine or whatever, but these guys is putting in some serious work, man. They trying to get somewhere in life, and, you know, the least that, the least that anybody can do is just give them proper credit. It don't cost a thing to support, but RJ, you got anything you want to say uh, about yeah. uh, giving, you know, giving the content creators credit, man? Before we get this thing rolling on T Higgins. Yeah, 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 man. And I want one specific thing I want to point out was the first one I saw was uh, A to C Sports, man. They put his uh, T Higgins uh, quote tweet. I mean, basically his tweet. On there, and I was looking, you know, it's a nice tweet, but he put with his quote of what he said. And I seen that, you know, I was reading, I'm like, okay, T Higgins said that. I'm like, all right, where's the where's the credit? Where's the you know what I'm saying? Where where's the sick podcast look at? Where's the logo at the, you know of where they got it from? I'm like, man, y'all petty, y'all gonna just take the man quote and, and not put it on there. And I'm like, you know, I I don't know if I, I I rock with that, man. That's not that's not cool to me, man. Like if we'd have done that, I would have been mad. I, I guess I could be I'd be upset about that, man. I made sure be like, man, make sure y'all put the put our sick podcast on there. We're trying to grow our program just like me, grow our grow our uh, stream just like everybody else is. You get what I'm saying? Like, if it was us, I would most definitely be spazzing on my on my Twitter, Twitter, like, nah, you ain't gonna do my boy Morocco like that. Nah, you ain't gonna do my boy Firestone like mm -hmm. that. Like, them boys went out all the way out there to Vegas to get Titans content that you didn't you that you not getting yourself. You get what I'm saying? And they deserve their credit, man. You got to give them their credit, man. I just, I ain't like that. And I made sure I shouted out, uh, uh, what's the name, uh, Jared, man. And I said, I told him, man, y'all y'all killing it out there, man. Keep doing it up, keep it up, man. Uh, I love what y'all doing, man. I love y'all podcasts. I watch y'all when when I'm driving home, man, from work, man, after a long day of uh, driving people all day. So, <laughs> you know, what I'm yeah, that's what it's all about, man. Uh, Ti Firestone, y'all got anything y'all want to add to? Giving the content creators the proper credit for their work, man. I for sure, I'll hop in there for sure. I, I, it, 
it took me a long time to really get a foothold and like getting some traction on some stuff. But once I really started getting some stuff going, it's like I really started to see more of my stuff out there with unattributed stuff. And it's never a situation to where I was like, oh, well, you know, hey, I'm chiming in just, hey, why, why I'm not attributed or whatever. But I started making making note of it, you know, and just paying attention to it and keeping track of it, you know. And next thing you know, it's like once you see some things start to actually go and really, really pick up and you see some some you know, a higher, you know, upper echelon pages sharing stuff. Like for instance, like RJ said, A to Z sharing, you know, work that the sick podcast is out there doing that really makes you kind of like pay attention to things. And that's what I noticed. Like when I started seeing some of my stuff getting shared on like fake sports center and, you know, black Adam Sheffer and white Jalen Rose and some of those, all the troll accounts that we all love. It was one of those bittersweet moments where I'm like, well, that's, that's great. That lets me know I made it but it also lets me know that I got work to do and it really making sure that I'm owning my content. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's one of the, th- one of the messages that I want to make sure is like, when you create your content, own your content, I'm not saying go out of your way to brand your con go like out of your way to brand your content and go just above and beyond, but just make sure that people know where the content is coming from, you know? And um, so I, I'm a, a really firm believer in like, making sure that credit is where credit's due. And anytime I have fell into an opportunity where I've realized that I haven't given credit to somebody, once I found out who that credit belonged to, I made sure to attribute that. I know there's sometimes where pages share things without knowing where it come from because you're in the heat of the moment and you want to make sure you get the the message out more so than the attribution. But, you know, it, it's equally important. And I agree with RJ on that. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and especially in this situation where we're podcasts, we're reporting, you know, we're doing news things. And at any time you're sitting here and you're reporting and you're talking about a topic or a subject and you're getting it from somebody else, then you need to credit that source, right? We make sure that we do that. When we pull clips on here, we, we make sure that we credit them. And then even then when we credit them, sometimes we still get hit with copyright strikes from some of these people, even though we credit them for this stuff. But you still got to let people know that, okay, if we're going to talk about something here and we're going to talk about, let's just say that quote, then we need to let our people know who the source is that that quote came from. So then our followers, our audience knows that that source is creditable. That's the whole point of that too. So then it's not only just, Hey, that it's going to give them a platform and give them a boost, which they deserve to have too. We're supposed to be building a community here. We're all Titans fans. We should be coming together, helps lift each other up. So just give that, give that, their credentials for, for multiple reasons, just be the, the community and you start letting your audience and their audience and all these other audience of Titans fans know that they're a credible source to go get some of your Titans content from as well. Facts, 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 facts. So we're going to go ahead. Now that we got, you know, that out the way, man, uh, we're going to go ahead and get to the content, man. Like I said, shout out to Vinny, Jerry and Sal. The whole sick podcast crew, man, they done some awesome work. I think free agent T. Higgins, T, what kind of uh, dynamic does Brian Callahan bring to an offense? Um, he's going to move guys around. You know, um, it's not going to be – it's a pass game is going to be outstanding for sure. Um, it's just a guy that brings that, that, that nasty spread offense, you know what I'm saying, pass first offense, so – what would it mean to you to play with him again in Tennessee, to go back home where everything started and you won Mr. Uh, football over there? Uh, it, would, it would be good, you know, um, going back home, back home to family, uh, and then being able to play for a, a coach that I've already been under, you know. Uh, so 
it, it would be ideal. Appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Man, I'm gonna start this thing off with Ti, man. Uh, T Higgins. To me, it seems like this man is dying to be a Titan. But I'm gonna get your thoughts on it. I mean, all right. My thoughts are this: it depends on the relationship between Brian Callahan and Zach Taylor. That's the way I look at it. If they have this healthy relationship to where I'm in your corner, I want you to succeed then T Higgins doesn't get franchised because it's inevitable that T heaven T Higgins comes to Nashville because T Higgins does not want to live in Jamar Chase's shadow. Brian Callahan loves T Higgins. I know he does. Sometimes I wonder who has the better relationship, the head coach or the, or the offensive coordinator when it comes to the skill players. So my thing is as long as T Higgins doesn't get franchised, I'd be willing to bet the house. He's a Titan. And I think that's the only thing that keeps him. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, he's injury prone. Oh, he's this. The same damn people said D Hop's injury prone. I mean, it's just, it's a narrative that average NFL fans like to recite. You know, player plays 17 games a year. They miss two of them. They're injury prone, according to an average NFL fan. You know, it's like, it, literally, it's the toughest sport to play. You have 300 pound humans hitting you every day. You miss two games, you're doing pretty damn good, you know? And so, like, I think that's the only thing. I, I'm all in it. I'm all for it. I, th I think, like, he wants to come home. He wants to be here. Granted, he was put on the spot. He's going to say what we want to hear. But I think deep down he feels that. And I think he would love to shine. I think he would love to learn from D-Hop. I think it's a no-brainer as long as he doesn't get franchised. And that's the only thing I think that, that keeps that from happening. And the only person that keeps that from happening is Zach Taylor and whatever relationship he has with Brian Callahan. If they have the relationship that they pretend they have, then he he does not franchise T. Higgins, and he gives Brian Callahan that weapon to to take his career off to the next level. Uh, unless he wants to sabotage somebody who claims he loves, then so be it. It's NFL. What have you done for me lately? Lately, you're backstabbing people left and right. But that's my take on it. If their relationship is genuine and he doesn't get franchised, then I see him coming to Nashville. Oh, cool, cool. I'm going to play this other clip that we got, and then Firestone, I'm going to hand it off to you. Uh, Your thoughts on what T. Higgins had to say. And this time, he uh talked to Jim Wyatt. I mean, a lot. You know, um, you know, we grow as a player, you know, since my rookie year. Um, and he's a great coach, man. And probably the best, one of the best in the league. I was able to pick his brain a little bit and, you know, Learn new things about the game that I didn't know, and he was just a great offensive mind. Oh, uh, he's gonna have a lot. I mean, he coached Peyton Manning, coached me and Jamar. So, I mean, he's just going into a situation where he can help those guys over there and, and get it going over there. In Tennessee. See, and what, what will he learn? I, I didn't really talk to him much about Tennessee, yeah. but he knows I love it. Yeah, man. <laughs> but go ahead and talk to him, Firestone. Nah, bro, he's saying key words there to me. That sounds like, hey, I ain't trying to tamper, but I'm trying to let you know where the fuck I'm trying to be. Tennessee is ideal. He knows how much I love it. These are key words. Go get the fucking man, okay? They're not going to franchise. I know they want to franchise tag him. They're not going to franchise tag him. It's going to cost $21 million to franchise tag this man. They only got $59 million in cap space. They can't pay him and Joe Burrow, and Jamar Chase, and still be a Super Bowl contender. They're going to have to let T. Higgins go. It's not about whether they want to or not. It's a business. They they can't keep T. Higgins around. 
bring him back. He's clearly wants to be a Brian Callahan. He clearly wants to come back to Tennessee. And let's not forget that uh, he didn't he go to Clemson as well? Didn't another wide receiver on our no, staff? Yeah, it's so many connections, bro. Exactly. Let this man come back and reunite with you know Brian Callahan and then the Clemson Almada and all this, bro. Just Brett, let let bring bring them back because I just I know they're gonna want to, but I just can't see them them capping him or franchise tagging him when it's twenty one million. If that was the case, you would already gave him a contract because that's what he's asking for. You would have gave him the contract. You're not gonna franchise him, <laughs> and when that's the contract he was asking for, this ain't a Kirk Cousins type of deal where they're trying to hold on to you for four years because you're trying to get guaranteed money, but they're giving you what you want. It's it's they don't have the money to pay this man. They're gonna have to let him go. RJ, talk to him. Yeah, I think I'm on. I'm on. I'm on here with Firestone as well, man. I don't think they're gonna have the money to pay him. They're about to pay him. They're gonna make Jamar Chase the highest paid wide receiver in the league. That's over thirty plus million dollars on top of T. Higgins beginning a franchise tag. That's fifty million dollars right there. Where where the rest of the team at? You talking about? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, we have probably one of the greatest wide receiver drafts in the history of the sport coming in, <laughs> bro. They don't need they they could they could find a T Higgins in this draft, man. Yeah. Like they don't need to they don't need to rush on receiver, man. That guy Brian uh Thomas Jr. Man, he do all the same thing that T Higgins do, man. Like and he's younger, you feel me? And he's he be on a rookie contract. They're gonna get a rookie <laughs> contract wide receiver, and they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna let T Higgins walk and let and let us pay for him. You know what I'm saying? Then they also gonna look at his injury history too, and they be like, okay, we're not gonna pay him this. They gonna franchise tag him, and he has somewhat of an injury history. I'm not saying injury prone, but he has an injury history. If that makes sense. Hey, so no. so let me throw this out there to you too, as well, to make this a little bit of a thing too. All right, so the, in, in 2024, Joe Burrow is gonna make 29.7 million. Okay, Trey Hendrickson is their number two person making money. He'll make 20 million next year. Orlando Brown, their tackle is going to make 16 million next year, and BJ Hill's going to make 10 million, and Sam Hubbard's 10 million, and they still got to pay for Mark Chase. They can't. They just can't. God dang, a hundred million or close to it. Not gonna have the money. Probably That's too much damn money. They'll be a fool to franchise. I mean, I'm not just saying that because hell, I ultimately want T Higgins. To come to Nashville, even though I do got my concerns about the old injury thing. But I mean, shoot, with all that going on, how in the hell can you possibly justify franchise tagging a dude at $21 million? You you just can't. He's not gonna play on that. He's but, not even gonna play yeah. on that. I wouldn't but play on do, it. But but who do they franchise then though? Right? Who's no, you, next? You, yeah, that, you, that, don't have, I mean, you don't have the franchise tell you nobody. You know? You're right. You're, I mean, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You don't yeah. have to. But I mean, every team tries to. You know. Yeah. It's almost like a hostage situation, right? They're right. just I, like, I nah, yeah, ain't going anywhere. Right he Which said, if he said that we should, he said I think we should sign T. Marquise Brown and cut D. Hop. Like, why would we cut D. Hop? He only getting paid like fourteen million dollars. Now he <laughs> he's not even getting paid. I think he can pay like twelve. Like he's yeah, not even getting paid that much. Like, he gets paid eighteen million. No, he gets paid eighteen million with incentives if he hits his marks. Um, yeah. what he's do throughout the season, but his contract I think is twelve fourteen a year with sixteen eighteen potential with incentives. Yeah, they only they, that we we honestly we're winning this deal with yeah. D Hop like D Hop balling his freaking ass off and he's only getting paid twelve million dollars. Like that's why I said go get the D T Higgins. 
and and obviously let D Hop go where he wants to go. Basically, all this is for D Hop is that he's just showing the league that he can still do it, so he can yeah. go to a championship contender and and win him a Super Bowl. Like you know, what I'm saying this is all this is for D Hop. And as much as I, I love D Hop being here, you know, what I'm saying like after this season he's gonna walk. You know, what I'm saying we're going T Higgins is gonna be our future number one wide receiver if we get him. You get what I'm saying? And we'll obviously draft another wide receiver in my opinion. We're going to pay him over $20 million, bro, a year. He's going to be our wide receiver one moving forward. Yeah, we'll pay him AJ money. I want to ask this question before we get back to the two-tone business. I guess we still, you know, kind of on the two-tone business. But uh, what's the everybody thing with Hollywood Brown, man? What do people see in Hollywood Brown? Is it just speed. the speed or whatever? It's speed, I mean, bro. Oh, man. Dude, what has dude done in the NFL to warrant all this attention and praise? I mean – he got traded from Baltimore and then went to Arizona, hadn't done much of anything, man. And y'all ready to, to get rid of D Hop to bring in Hollywood Brown? Little, you know, 5958 five, Hollywood Brown. I mean, I get it. I wanted to draft the motherfucker. But once I seen making much of an impact, I mean, I was wrong. Oh, no. I, no, he's not that good. All right. He's an Oklahoma virus. Miss- I'm gonna step in here real quick. Oh Lord, here you go, bro. <laughs> that first year he, he had was Lamar, bro. He was really doing good. He is a small body. He's quick. He can get in and in and out of his routes, dude. He's very, very explosive. He's a good slot guy. He's not gonna be your one. He's not really necessarily gonna be your two, but he can be very, very dangerous on there. The thing for him on the NFL was with those Baltimore years, he couldn't stay healthy. That was his main issue. Then he went to Arizona where it that just was was a bad fit. That's just a cluster fucking within themselves anyway. Um, so he he can be a good wide receiver. I'm not sold on like him over D Hop or anything. He can be a good slot receiver, but the big question mark is can you stay healthy and play a full season for us when we got a guy out there that can actually see you when you're open and we can scheme you to be open a part of his scheme, but he's small. I don't know if his health is gonna be it, but he's a hell of a football player, but but his health is a staying healthy is an issue. I say yeah. so. I think that to, if us getting T Higgins could be on the same level of impact of what Stefan Diggs was for uh Buffalo, because yeah. you gotta remember uh Stefan Diggs was good in Minnesota. He was a good receiver and he made a bunch of a ton of plays, but like his numbers is about was only he was only getting like eight hundred yards, you know, maybe you have a thousand yard season here and there. And you know what I'm saying? But you knew Stefan Diggs was good. You get what I'm saying? But you didn't think they was like, oh, well, he's only doing number two. I don't think he's doing number one. And that's what people are saying right now about T. Higgins. And I think T. Higgins has the skill set to be a number one wide receiver. We saw it against us. You get what I'm saying? Remember when uh, we played the Bengals uh, in the regular season in, what, 2022? And they didn't they was didn't have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins lit us up. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you see it. He can do it, bro. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know if he do it consistently. But you know, I, I do I do believe that T Higgins can be a one in this league. He has every single he has everything in the book. He not he doesn't have an elite, he doesn't have no, nah, he was not the number one receiver in, in Minnesota. That no, was Adam Thielen. Yeah, they had him Adam Thielen. he thought he was a number one wide yeah. receiver, That's which you know he was. He has that man, he has a number one wide receiver mentality. I, yeah. It, 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 so he always had the mentality, he just wasn't the number one. You know what I'm saying? And I think that I, I get that same vibe from T. Higgins. Like, T. Higgins just go out there and he make plays left and right. You get what I'm saying? He catch everything and run good routes, you know? So, and T. Higgins a way more humble dude than uh, Stefan Diggs is. But yeah. we're going to keep this thing rocking and rolling because 
T. Higgins ain't the only dude who wants to come to Nashville. And I'm pretty sure y'all, you know, already seen uh, the video or whatnot. But um, yeah, I think your guy, uh, Brock Bowers, man, he wants to be a Titan. You know, he had to sit down and said that, you know, if it was his choice, he would want to be the Tennessee Titans. My quick thought on that is, nah, keep Brock Bowers away from Tennessee, bro. I'm I'm sorry, but you don't go get a tight end that damn high because here goes the thing about tight ends. It takes them a while to get it right. Some guys may get it right in their in a second season, they may have a decent first season or whatever, but it usually takes time for these guys to come into their own. And also, as well, it's not a premium position, and the Titans have real needs at premium positions. You cannot waste a seventh, uh, seventh overall draft pick on a tight end. I don't care how much of a generational talent he is. He might be that. It's no it's no kind of shade towards Brock Browser. I mean, if I'm even saying the motherfucking name right, Brock Browser, I don't know. Anyway, you don't give up that high of a draft pick to a tight end. You just can't do it, especially with everything the Titans got going on. All right, let me let me go on. Let me get this one, man. Let me get this. Go one. ahead. All right, y'all know, man. Big time SEC guy, man. Big time, big time Tennessee fan. You know what I'm saying? So I obviously I got three big rivals in. That's Alabama, Florida, and Georgia. And trust me, I watch a lot of my rivals, man. Just cause I always got to know what my competition look like. When I tell you this, this tight end that you guys are speaking on, bro, this is the greatest <laughs> tight end I have ever seen, bro. Easily. Without question, 100%. he plays a position perfect. 100%. He could have played. He could have played in the NFL his freshman year. That's how good this dude is, bro. <laughs> he is the third best player in this draft. It is. It goes Marvin Harrison, Caleb Williams, Brock Bowers. <laughs> Literally, the 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 stuff that I've seen in these comments about Brock Bowers is absolutely ridiculous. This dude is unreal. He comes to the Tennessee Titans. He will be our best player from day one. <laughs> Without question, he is our best player day one. He is that good. I talk, I talk with Georgia yeah. fans. I talk smack with them damn near every day with Georgia fans. And I, and when I watch Brock Powers play, I said I cannot say nothing bad about that dude right there. That's how good he is. <laughs> so uh, I get it. Yeah. I understand what you guys are saying about tight ends, and it's it goes with the same thing with Derrick Henry. Like when people are compared to average running back, older average running back, do this average. He's not average, bro. <laughs> He's not average at all. The, the Brock Bowers will come to it. I'm praying to God Brock Bowers does not come to the AFC South because he will shit on us <laughs> over and over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> I'm telling you. He's mm. that good, bro. He's hey, that Arthur, good. did you yeah, say I, that about I'm Bryce Young in the reverse to CJ last year, though? I mean, nah, that, I didn't. You said some things. I did. I said some things, but I ain't never spoke on Bryce Young the way I'm speaking on Brock Bowers, bro. Yeah, I'm gonna piggyback. I ain't never. I'm gonna piggyback. 
Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on RJ. So, like, we'll, we'll set this up like a tag team here. So, I'm going to piggyback on RJ here. I'm an Auburn fan. I'm in that SEC same boat as well. I, I live and die SEC. I was watching SEC football when I was eight years old. Didn't watch football. Didn't watch NFL until I was probably 12. It's one of those things I grew up with. I watched my mediocre Auburn team dominate Georgia the entire game. And I'm like, hey, look at that. We're going to beat the number team, number one team in the nation. Brock Bowers was hurt. He was over on the sidelines. Brock Bowers comes back in the game. Brock Bowers scores two touchdowns in less than three minutes. Auburn loses the game. I'm sitting here just cussing this son of a bitch, you know. I see him other games. And then I, I just see everything, all his highlights and everything. I'm like the same thing with RJ. There has been many tight ends come through. I've seen in the comments, Kyle Pitts 2.0, Kyle Pitts this, that. This guy ain't Kyle Pitts. This guy is not. <laughs> he, 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 is, he is the incarnation of a Wes Welker and a Rob Gronkowski hybrid. He literally is a slot receiver built in a tight end's body. And I had said just, just a couple weeks ago on one of Wes Wiley's posts, because I was like, everybody says this, everybody says that. I think we need to go crazy. I think we need to draw, draft Bowers. Every, every competitive team in the NFL has a top tight end. And everyone likes to have the argument, well, all of those tight ends were drafted in the third or fourth round. Well, I got news for you. If you draft redrafted all of those talents based on what you know what they are, you think Travis Kelsey isn't a first-round draft pick? You think Mark Andrews isn't a first-round draft pick? You know, you think Sam Laporta isn't a first-round draft pick? You think George Kittle isn't a first-round draft pick? The game has changed. And I'm not saying we can fulfill the need that we have in the line in free agency. We can fulfill the need in wide receiver. But if we pass on Brock Bowers, we are passing on a a 10-year generational talent that could be a game changer immediately, immediately, not only in the blocking game, safety valve for Levis, immediately confidence builder, and it's something that we can build upon and basically adapt to today's NFL. Am I going to be mad if we take all or for shall or for shall for shoe? I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Oh, look, you know yeah. what? Falou, yeah. hey, tomato, tomato, you know, I'm, my last name, I'm a, I'm a Titans idiot, all right? Y'all afford me some grace here. But <laughs> my whole thing is, like I said today on my, one of my posts, we drafted Michael Roos and David Stewart in 2005, drafted them in the second and fourth round. Neither of those guys missed a start their entire career. You don't have to put the bank on a first, not only a first round, a top 10 lineman. You don't have to do it when you're sitting there looking at neighbors or Bowers or even a, a Dunsey, a Dunsey from, you know, from Washington. It's hard. It's hard for me. I, I'm a best available player. I, I don't care if I'm a fantasy draft or reality draft. I'm going to draft the best possible player available. Look at somebody like the Green Bay Packers. They, they drafted Aaron Rodgers when Brett Favre was still in his prime. They were just like, this guy's too good. Why in the hell didn't the Niners draft him? And why did he drop here? They drafted him, and, he, and he's probably one of the top five quarterbacks we've ever seen. You have to draft the best position available. A blue chip player, to me, pre, uh, takes precedent over a, a skill position. And that's just where I'll stand. Does that mean I'm right or wrong? It doesn't. It just means that that's where my stance is, and I will I will fight on the mound to defend that. 
I'll say this though. I'll say this before you get. I, I'll yeah. say this. Now that we got Bill Callahan, I'm okay with going with a a, a high upside left tackle that we that I feel like can develop and actually get to his potential because we have Bill Callahan. You get what I'm saying? I'm okay with that. You know what I'm saying? If we got like that Paul guy that everybody keeps mocking in the second round, if we got him, I'd be cool because I know Bill Callahan. If he okay with it, I'm okay with it. You know what I'm saying? Because he, he know way more about the position than I do. You know what I'm saying? More about the position than a lot of people. You know, So I'm okay cool. If we get T. Higgins and Brock Bowers and we got DeAndre Hopkins, then I feel like we're good moving forward. I mean, I'm not saying we're going to win the AFC South, but we're going to get people problems with that, bro. It's going to be so hard to guard Brock Bowers. He's just, he's already a, a matchup nightmare. Then you have T. Higgins who can take top off your head. You don't catch anything. And you got DeAndre Hopkins who's Hopkins. You know, so – go ahead and talk to him yeah for me i just think it's not the skill position we need at the moment like we do need to make a, a, a push for for something and it might not have to be tackle but it's like bro we've we drafted tight ends the past two years and a majority of the tight ends that are drafted in the first round like maybe this one will work out but majority of the ones that are drafted in the first round turn into bust like it, 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 we don't take like I think the last tight end we took in the first round was Kyle Pitts, and then before that, when was the last time we took one? Dallas Clark, maybe. No, not a fact. Rare to tight end right go first round. And <laughs> I'm actually gonna write about this here soon. But tight ends <laughs> drafted in the first round. Yeah, so like I mean, Greg, y'all you know. should really look at you know all the tight ends that have been drafted. Yeah, granted, hold on. Before we get on Kyle, because I see a lot of people bringing up Kyle. Kyle Pitts is good, bro. I don't know what everybody they just don't use him right, right? <laughs> but he has he hasn't been an impact player for the Falcons. That's the thing. They right, let him be an impact player though. Like it ain't him. Not no, but but the the fact that, that they said that this guy was a generational talent that you just put him on this the field and he gets open and this like they they hyped him up that like basically you didn't need a good coach this guy is just going to get open he's going to be that player for you and he hasn't even been a top five tight end in this league bro like he has not performed and that's all we have to go off of we don't have any real first round picks at tight ends that actually turn out to be legends those guys usually come from the third and fourth rounds the George Kittles the Travis Kelsey. Mark Andrews was like those guys usually do become because it's they can fall. Like we know that each position has their different rankings of where you can go find guys and tight ends and running backs are usually later in those rounds that you can go find guys that are, are sleepers. So he might be that talent of generation, but man, we, we got Chica Conquo. We got Josh Wiley right there. Like we got two guys we already need to invest in. You we have a huge I like Wiley. I do. I, I like Wiley. I do I, like I do like Wiley. I just, I'm just I'm I'm just I don't know what happened with Chig with his with his hands. I'm like, man, went from catching everything to catching like 30% of the passes, but I think it's the you know whatever the position. Honestly, you know? once see, you know, gets Himself together. I mean, it all come together. But um, I want to read. I want to read off this list of tight ends that were drafted. And you know, this this is recent. I mean, this is the most recent list of tight ends that were drafted in the fourth round. And y'all just tell me. I mean, why we should even invest a seventh? overall draft pick and brought Bowers. Of course, we got Kyle Pitts, who we've been talking about. But TJ Hawkinson, which 
isn't in Detroit anymore. He's with the Vikings. We got no effect. I don't even think he's in Denver anymore. And if he is, he's not doing much for them. We got Hayden Hurst. He's not in Baltimore anymore. Uh, O.J. Howard, we already know the deal with that right there. Evan Ingram, of course, we know as talented as he is and had as good as he was with the Jags in his first season doesn't warrant a first round draft pick. This Jacksonville is his second team. David and Joku. I mean, it took a little bit for him to come along, but that's what I'm talking about with tight ends. It takes a little bit for them to come within their own and the Titans don't have that type of time to sit around and wait on a seventh overall draft pick to come within his own, even though y'all saying Brock Bowers is this generational talent or whatnot. I mean, there's no guarantee that Brock Bowers is going to come in here and, you know, put in serious work. And uh, we got Eric Ebron. Of course, you know, he didn't stick around in Detroit. Detroit has a history of drafting tight ends high too. I mean, in the first round, Tyler Offer from Cincinnati, Jermaine Gresham, Cincinnati, Brandon Pettigrew, Detroit, Dustin Keller, the Jets. I mean, you could just go down the list. I mean, even Greg Olson, he got drafted by Chicago. He really didn't come on until he got to Carolina. Mm -hmm. That's the reason I can't get on board with the tight end in the top 10. I just I just can't do it. It won't sit right with me. I'm not saying that I won't support it, but I'm not going to feel good about it if it happens. Yeah, I, 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 see, I see where y'all coming from. No, I see, I see where y'all coming from. But at the same time, man, they, it's about their film work, man. It's the film work, bro. If that dude is great, and you so you see the greatness from, on, on the tape, man, you know, so you can't pass on. I don't care if we need uh, I mean, a freaking he, quarterback. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this 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 man dominated the 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 best defenses in the entire college football universe. Every you know every game, and so that that's my whole thing. It's like, does uh does a tight end success build on upon the fact of like he needs time to develop, or does it build on the the relationship with the quarterback? And that's where I fear like we're at. Will Levis having had a full season. He's had what eight games, nine games? I don't know. Like I, I, I think ten games maybe. And so that's kind of where I'm looking at. We we had this opportunity to build this, I mean, connection that could be dominant for the next twelve years. I, maybe I'm wrong, but I I feel like I have never been more sure in 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 taking a chance on something. I feel Especially like taking when a he wants to be seven, here. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like taking a lineman at seven is still a reach. I, I feel like it is. I feel like we could still get the same lineman or quality lineman at 15 that we can get at seven. But if the Chargers I, – I would be surprised to see the Chargers not even take Brock Bowers. Uh, the Chargers might take Brock Bowers even before we even have a shot. Yes. And so that's the whole thing. Like th that's this guy the is the like, they could take. That would make sense yeah. for because they got yeah. so much time everywhere. I'm I guess, I mean, for me, I guess it's just because of um, that position. It's just like Brock, 
he's a good talent, but like watching Will Levis throw last year too. How many times did he actually throw the tight end? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he ain't have Brett Bowers to throw the. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, that's <laughs> that, yeah. There's a there's a yeah. See, yeah, I, 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 I see where he's going, but I mean, yeah, I just, look, so bro, this just my, said it, man. This, this I, I'm probably right there beside you, bro. This my thing with the whole line, bro. And I, I, and I know we, it sucks. I wouldn't even, I mean, even sit there. But I do feel like Brian Callahan could get some of the best out of these old linemen, bro. Like, I don't feel like all these old linemen just trash, bro. They just don't know how to block. Like, nah, bro. I feel like Bill Callahan going to bring out the best out of some of these players. Now, yeah. so, do, so do some of these offensive linemen suck? Yes, they do. I'm, just, uh, I'm not denying it. They do suck. But can they get the? Can they play at a higher level to make themselves not suck as bad? Yes, in my opinion. I just know last year when Will Levis got in trouble, yeah, I agree with Adam Barton. I, I just feel like I don't. I don't mind re- getting a lineman later in the draft, a left tackle in the second round at thirty eight. When when you have Bill Callahan, if we didn't have Bill Callahan, I would have been with y'all. Hell no, nah, Joe all all day. But now that we got him, a, a real developer. <laughs> Yeah, my take is we have a better evaluation of talent at the at that position. So why not rely on that individual to to evaluate that talent? You know, and I know that, like I said, I know the the Michael Ruse, David Stewart is lightning in a bottle. I know that's not going to happen every every draft, but why can't it? <laughs> I mean, there's no reason why it can't. I mean, these dudes were second and fourth round picks that like were our staple for a decade plus we can do it again. We we don't have to necessarily pass up the point of a blue chip prospect because we need oh. to fill a hole, you know? No dealer. But five stone. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. If, it, if we're keeping Dillard, then uh, we don't need to draw draft Brock Bowers. <laughs> five stone. What, what was you uh, going to say about the Brock Bowers situation? Yeah, it's just last year when Will Levis got in trouble, where did he seem to throw it to? Where did he seem to look? He seemed to look at he D-Hop. He right? wide receiver, yeah. He goes wide receivers. There's some QBs that go check down tight ends, but Will Levis ain't one of them. We need to get him a young wide receiver that, like you said, you need to get somebody young that he can build a chemistry with and camaraderie with. Well, we need to get him a wide receiver. That's what I think. I do think we can get some better talent at O-line in the later rounds, um, but – Man, if, if we can make a move with Marvin Harrison Jr., we we desperately need to make that move. That will be a great pairing for Will Levis to have somebody to build with that you can build your trust and camaraderie with. If T. Higgins comes, then cool with that. D hop there, those people will also help build him up. But just to go tight in, like Chig and, and, and Wiley, I believe like we, we can build them to be what we need them to be and develop them to be great too. Every player or every team that drafted all those tight ends in the first round thought and felt the same way we all feeling right now about Brock as well, Brock Bowers. Everybody felt that way, way too, but guess what? They didn't turn out to be. Everybody that drafted a tight end in the first round felt that they was the guy that could go right then help change the team right that second. And majority of those guys were wrong, so I just don't like risking those odds. Offensive tackles usually do a lot better, or offensive linemen usually do a lot better in first round. Wide receivers usually do a lot better, and skill positions usually do a lot better in those first rounds. I just rather play the statistics and get a tight end in those third or fourth rounds, and actually get somebody that is a skilled position game changer for me at that. And that for me is Marvin Harrison Jr. Hey Ti, right, I guess so. Hold on, before before Hey Ti, man, make sure you remember this day, bro. Because if we draft Brock Bowers and this dude is every bit of what we're telling them that he's gonna be, we. 
I'm gonna make sure they stand on business. Nah, I'm, nah, we gonna make y'all stand on business. I'm gonna get y'all, y'all business on business. Listen, I'm just saying. <laughs> man, me, me, me and T.I., we play Georgia every year. But outward <laughs> supported. We just know like we I do. Will Levis. I didn't yeah. want Will Levis. None of us wanted Will Levis. Yeah, but I agree with that. when we I drafted did. him, we supported him. That'd be yeah. my same thing with Brock Bowers. I mean, I'm not, you know, taking a shot at Brock Bowers. He may be, he may be the GOAT of tight ends. But me going into this draft, with everything that the Titans need, it just wouldn't sit right with me drafting the tight end that high. But I got something I want to throw out there to y'all. And, of course, man, everybody in the chat, thank y'all for turning <laughs> up with us tonight. Uh, throw this question up out here. Which combination would you rather have? Would you rather have a combination of T. Higgins, D-Hop, or Malik Neighbors, and Malik Neighbors, or T. Higgins, D Hop and Brock Bowers. And I'm going to start it off with Firestorm. Malik Neighbors. If I got to pick over those two, like, I, I just, I just, bro, I, I'm, I'm solely invested. Like, we got to get a wide receiver here, young talent. We, we have to. And T Higgins will be good too, but D Hop's going to leave. So we're going to be back to here shortly next year after D Hop leaves. We're going to need a wide receiver again. So if this draft got some good wide receivers, let's go ahead and go get a young guy. Next year seems to be very defensive. We can build a little bit more on that defense, but let's get this offense a little high powered this 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 season. Let's and and Malik Neighbors or or Marvin Harrison Jr. Man, those those two dudes at wide receiver is going to be a game changer for any team they go to. Thanks, thanks, thanks. RJ, talk to him. <laughs> no, I'm laughing. <laughs> he said so. Y'all gonna go to bed a bit of being living in the ICU at the weekend. Oh man, he a fool, bro. Man, I'm telling you, man. He I mean, a fool, man. I don't, so wait, I don't, what was the two? What was the two players? You said Malik so Neighbors and who? Malik. So would you rather have the combination of T Higgins, D Hop, and Malik Neighbors, or T Higgins, D Hop? Brock Bowers. Damn, that's tough. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Brock because I feel like we can. We can. I we we need to. I like the two receivers. They're gonna get money on the outside. I need that guy that's gonna help. Uh, that's gonna make st stuff easy for uh Levinson in that in that middle man. Like the middle of the field, bro. That's where Brock Bowers get his bread and butter. You know what I'm saying? That's where I'm at with that. And I just know, man. Like Levis need a safety blanket, bro. I don't care. Like, Chig's not no safety blanket, bro. Like, not like Bowers is, bro. You know what I'm saying? He needs that tight end that he going to trust on every play to get open. You know what I'm saying? The tight end change the game, man. Like, I get it. You saying that Levis don't be throwing to tight end because Chig not that. You get what I'm saying? Chig, ain't, Chig don't just get open. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he he's good. He's fast. He's athletic. But what I like is that when we get Bowers, you move Chig to the position that made that to the part of the, you know what I'm saying? On the depth chart that made him like him, made us like him so much. He was the number two tight end. He didn't get all the attention. So when, when he caught the ball, there'd be nobody around him. He's so damn fast for a tight end that he, he get off. You get what I'm saying? So I, I don't think that he's a tight end one. I think that he is a tight end two in this league. And getting Brock Bowers and move him back to the spot that he needs to go. It puts Wiley at, at tight end three and it keeps some of the pressure off of those players, man. You know, and I, I don't know. But I like Malik Neighbors and I think that he's going to be a dog as well. But I just, I mean, with three wide receivers, bro, like, not like one of them is going to have to be on the bench because sooner or later we're going to try 12 personnel on somebody. And I feel like uh, having a, the, Brock Bowers going to be on the field more than Malik Neighbors would if we were to do that. 
Brett, don't forget this is Brian Callahan who ran an offense of three wide receivers that was Chase, Boyd, and Higgins too. Like it, we do, yeah. it's not the old Titans. We are going to run spread offense now. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the, and I will so, say this too. It was nice, like as the Titans, because I've said this for a long time. Like, if just people even want to come here, it's nice here in a top recruit say, "I want to go to the Titans." That was really refreshing to I, hear. But I like I also look at it like this though. You look at uh you look at Tyler Boyd's numbers, right? You look at his numbers and his number you want a bath a first round wide receiver to have Tyler Boyd numbers? Like <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like is it I would expect basically what my mind is because D Hop's gonna leave next year. So T Higgins is gonna take the chase mm-hmm. role, and whoever we draft this year is gonna take the T Higgins role. Oh, okay, so you're talking about for the okay. I, I see what you're saying. I get what you're yeah. saying. You you're saying so when D Hop leaves, he's gonna be tight end. Yeah, wide receiver too. Okay, I get you. leaves while this draft because next year's yeah. draft don't look like we're gonna get wide receivers. Let's get somebody now, and then we'll already have them getting coached under D Hop, and then they'll be make that transition for Will Levis of D Hop being gone a lot smoother as well. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Well, like okay, D Hop walk. Yeah, we at least we got Malik Neighbors at that. That's another star. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't hate that, but I mean, here's my take, though. Realistically, where, where are we at from competing much less for AFC South? We can always compete for AFC South because our team, our division is pretty mediocre. But in reality, how far are we away are we really from competing? So my thing is, like, if we could go ahead and, yeah, let's say we get Higgins in here and – we still have D hop and say we don't go Bowers and we go neighbors, you know, the thing is, is does that not mean that next year that we're still not possibly have a top 10 pick? So my thing is like, do we really need to kind of go all in? Like this is our only chance to fix our team season. And I think that's where a lot of Titans fans are at because we had two, two or three pretty good seasons where we didn't expect us to be really do much. And we wound up really get the first seed with a bunch of injuries, like competing things didn't work out how we wanted, but we really were in the mix. Now we're just like thinking like we're, we're just, it's disaster zone and we have to fix it immediately. We're a few years away from competing. So do we really pass up the opportunity of a neighbors or a Dunsey or a Bowers over a lineman because we could very well get the same quality lineman from next draft. So like if we could land Higgins and we could laugh Bowers or, or neighbors, I'm, I'm all in either way. Like to me, like I'm not disappointed by any means. Am I disappointed if we take a lineman? I'm not at all. Like I get it, but I just think I'm, I'm kind of like RJ and I are aligned. It's like, we're not going to be disappointed if we don't go that route and it still works out. Mm-hmm. But if we're sitting here yeah, watching, yeah, we beat Joe Alt. I'm not even. I'm like, okay, that that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that like, was my number two guy. You know what I'm saying? Now that that's the thing, yeah, was, man. I'm not gonna be mad but, at any lineman. Yeah. I'm not gonna be mad but at like, any wide receiver. But just don't drive no fucking tight end at number well, seven. I know damn well they're no, not gonna I, drive no running back or whatever. <laughs> I don't no, have to worry about not that at all. And no, there's but, no corner that warrants a. Uh, no. what top 10 draft pick this year so i'm not worried about that but just don't draft the tight end that that's literally all i'm asking for don't draft the tight end that damn high after that you draft all the goddamn tight ends you want to any one of them motherfuckers. yeah i i just i don't know i i'm just it's just one of those things where i don't really take a firm stance on a first round draft pick because i'm always about best available but 
I just think that if we don't go offensive weapon, not saying offensive line, if we don't go offensive weapon with the best available, I think that we're really shooting ourselves in the foot because we're pigeonholing ourselves into this mentality where the only way we're going to succeed is if we draft a lineman this year. We're never going to be good again for the next 20 years if we don't draft a lineman this draft. And I just think that's a that's a that's a pitfall. It 100 percent is because like they're they're saying that we can draft the same lineman we really wanted, it, even a stretch of 13. And at seven, if we're saying we can still get the same same player, if they decide that we draft a lineman, then trade back. But get your value for it. Like don't don't settle and, and reach because you couldn't work out a deal because J. Rob couldn't work out a deal. You know. That's my I mean, whole thing. I, I, like, I'm going to be 100% real, man. You go look at the left tackles of the last draft, bro, and that numbers really ain't that great, bro. Like, Paris Johnson didn't wind up not being that good. With Peter Skaronski, I moved a guard. You feel me? Uh, Who else was in there at <laughs> the left tackle? Like, bro, they was not that great, bro. Like, for us to be, man, you would not. I'm like, nah, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's to this hard. Thing, huh? And I was about to say, but to this for, for Titans Jones, uh, He's saying this, which I wish I'm with him. We got to do. Man, we, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna get you in here. We do got to protect Will Levis. We have Bill Callahan. Yeah, bring it. Yeah, bring, bring his. Oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get Titan Jones in here, man. Yeah, bring it, his. It's been a while, man. We got, we got to turn it up tonight, man. <laughs> we didn't got to all the topics, but God dang, we got, we got to turn Dude, yeah, it up. Bring, tonight, God dang. Yeah, bring it. Bring him in here. Bring him in. Man, Titan Jones, check your inbox, bro. Yeah, but like we got we got Bill Callahan now. Like, how many offensive linemen did the Cleveland Browns use last year? And they were still one of the best offensive lines out there. So exactly. I have faith that we don't have to go get a first round left tackle now. We just have to get a good offensive line prospects that we feel actually can be developed and coached up by Bill. That doesn't have to be a number seventh pick anymore. It did when it was Rabel as the coach because we didn't know if he could develop an offensive line. But we got Bill Callahan now. We know that you can still plug and play, and you know how to coach offensive linemen up. So now, yes, do we have to make sure that we protect Will Levis in this draft? Yes, but that does not mean it has to be the seventh overall pick either. Uh, I can go. I'm, I'm looking at last year's draft, and these are the left tackles, bro, that got drafted. Paris Johnson, Broderick Jones, and Anton Harrison. Those were their draft. You already said no. That's what I'm enough. saying. You're like none enough. of these guys yep. did anything that was just. I mean, that's, I get, I get the. That's what I'm of the saying. Position. Like, why, why are important. we all of a sudden deciding that this guy is like the generational guy that's going to define hey, the next uh, 20 years of football? You know, Titan Jones, you might change. Yeah, <laughs> hey, we got, we got the man in the building, man. Titan Jones, what happened? Can y'all hear me, bro? Man, yeah, we can hear you, man. We can hear bro, you talk your talk. Look, bro, I, I love y'all, Del, bro, but I cannot sit here. And listen to y'all talk about a tight end. I'm like, you, like, like, you trying to, I don't care who he is. He can be Rob, he can be Antonio Gonzalez. You do not have your second year quarterback who might be damaged next year if he goes out there and get beat up again. Let's be real. Think about this. What, what, what I'm really worried about, bro, what I'm really worried about is the guy we just got from the Bengals who put out, they put all their money into their wide receivers. They got, they had Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. They got Tyler Boyd, they got T. Higgins. They got uh, Jamal Chase. They got all their money in their wide receivers. But then you look at their offensive line and you be like, I got a feeling it's going to happen to us too. 
I feel like we're going to put all our money in our wide receivers, and we ain't going to have that line. Bro, but you're forgetting we have Bill Callahan now, the best offensive line coach in the league. All we got to do is get him decent talent there, and he's going to put us a respectable O-line there. We're not saying you don't protect Will Levis this year or in the draft. We're just saying now you don't have to do it at number seven. Seven is more of an open project now because look at how much Cleveland Browns Browns had to use last year with their O-line, and their O-line was still good. Bill Callahan knows techniques, and he knows how to coach up players to do what they need to do. So now I don't feel like we have to go get Joe all, or we got to get somebody at seven. We're gonna have to get somebody. I'm gonna, good I'm gonna name you all. The, I'm gonna name you all the weapons that that went in the in the first round, bro. And I'm, I'm gonna tell you why. I'm like, bro, let's go weapon. You got Will Anderson Jr. Who who? No, he's not an offensive weapon. He's on defense, but hold he on, won defensive rookie of the year. Why was he defensive player of the year? I want to ask me to answer that question. Well, did a rookie defensive. Because of the Tennessee Titans offensive line. That's why <laughs> Come on now. Hey, we, 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 we did make, make him look it good. Now. But I mean, it's over, the, it's over a year, though, man. But we definitely helped this case. We definitely helped this case. But B. John Robinson, we help, we help, beast, we help everyone's we case. We help every player's case. <laughs> Your stats and you come play us. Yeah, the Jameer Gills look like he's going to be a good running back in Detroit, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, who else, man? Nice. Zay Flowers was in the first round. Jordan Addison. Man, Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid yeah. in the first round. You know yeah. what That's saying? what I'm saying. Like, Dalton Kincaid has become come a on, man. Listen, bro, I, I feel like this. This year, we can't draft the Lamborghinis. We can't draft the Ben. We got to go get some tractor trailers. We got to go get We got to build a road. We got to build a road. If we build that road, if we build the road, next year we can go get them Bentleys and Benzes. And, but right now, we ain't got no road to drive it down. We got to go for real, bro. If you got to build a team, I think the foundation of your team, you can't build a house without putting this foundation. To, come on, you know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, but we did draft Peter Skaronsky last year. So who says Bill don't come in and move Peter to left tackle? That's what I'm saying. We we got to – yeah, I just oh, think they got a few years though. He might be a good one. I heard too many respectable men say it. Yeah, if if it was I, I think we, here, I would be with you on this Titans, uh, Titans Jones. But it's that Bill Callahan's here now, and that's a different thing when you know you yeah, got that, that changed my mind. That, because like, Titans, we, Joe, we I was just it. like you. I've been on this show yelling Joe Alt for for about seven shows now. But when Brock Bowers comes out and says, "I want to play for your team," you let that motherfucker play for your team, bro. I don't give a damn yes. what position he play. Man, He's that damn good, here, bro. bro. We need to <laughs> listen, bro. I don't care who you want to play, bro. I'd be like, I appreciate that. Now, which one of y'all tackles want to play? But, but we we are we're liable to take one of those tackles, right? Because we are all in, right? And we're just like, this is a surefire bet. We we might be sitting here three or four years from now, still sitting here going, yeah, it still hadn't really worked out. Meanwhile, we're watching three or four offensive firehouses, firepower like weapons that we passed on the first round, just because we were like. I don't know. Maybe this will work out. If I mean, back, listen, if you go back and you look at the history of the Tennessee Titans, the, 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 the positions they don't take serious. We never won a Super Bowl. We got to go back and look at the history of our drafts. First thing we don't, we don't take the center position serious at all. We need to get a center. I don't want to see Aaron Brewer back out there at all. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Aaron Brewer got to go. 
and then I, I think if we come out of this draft with a left tackle and a starting center and maybe even a safety and a wide receiver, I will be okay. But why but why can't we get those linemen in the later rounds though? Why, I mean, why can't we try? Because we don't we don't know. Hey, Ed, thank you, Rashad. Thank you. We don't take wide receivers serious. That that was our problem. That's why we don't win shit, bro. We've had offensive lines. We don't have great running backs, great offensive lines. But we so as hell ain't had over the damn receiver since outside of AJ Brown, all the way to Nate Washington, all the way to Kevin Dyson and damn Derrick Mason. Like, well, my my question for Titans Jones is Titan Jones. Let me ask you. So if if we're all in on Lyman, and I, like I said, I don't think any of us on the on here are against it. If but are you are you for it at seven? If you could get it at fifteen, no, I don't mind. That's my thing. But I mean, yeah, yeah, that's that's my thing. That's my thing. We, listen, we thought we could get us a tackle last year with the eleventh overall pick, but did we get it? We got Peter Skoransky a guard. You know what I'm saying? Like you're right, bro. You don't really know what you're gonna get in the draft. All you can sure, do is sure. I really think the smartest thing to do for the Titans is to trade back. You're right. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not against it. I'm not against it. But if they if they stand firm at seven, I I I if if I'm Especially making a call, I I want that three. I want that three headed monster, bro. <laughs> I yeah, I, I do. I I can I can patch some band aids for two or three years while I'm putting up seventy points. But I but I'll tell you this though, uh, uh, Titan Jones, bro. I'll tell you this though. So it, when you get three weapons that people are going to be worried about, they can take it to the house in one play, bro, or can score. You know what I'm saying? They stop blitzing your ass, bro. <laughs> you get me? They start playing coverage, bro. They gonna start sending foes, huh? The point, the point is, they wasn't even blitzing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Like I'm trying to understand. I agree. I've been I've been bitching about that old line for a minute though, so I do. But, but we got it. But we got a different old line coach. That last year shit ain't gonna be this year shit. All right, so yeah, the, I do. Our old line uh, coach was still garbage, bro. <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's gonna be different. I'm with you. You're you're right okay, about all got, that. We bro. got a new old line coach. Okay, so we still got Dennis Dillard right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I doubt that that motherfucker's gonna play. So so okay, but what round did Dennis Daily go? What round did Dennis Daily go, bro? And you talking about you yelling tight end in the first round? Dennis Daly went first round. He was trash. Like he trash. Hey, Isaiah Wilson went first round too. So what you mean? Listen, listen. The reason you go tackle, bro, and the reason that you gotta stand on that is because last year Will Levis bought the whole offensive line suitcases. You can't just not. You can't just say, nah, man. You gotta, you gotta stand behind firm. You gotta stand behind your quarterback and say, we gonna protect you. So, hey, man. So, how many times have we sat Joe Burrow, bro? How many times we sat Joe Burrow? They beat us, bro, in the playoffs. It is what it is. You know, every now and then you might roll a seven. You might roll. You know, (laughs) every now and then you might, you might predict a flop like Will Levis. How many interceptions? Did, did Ryan Tannehill know that game? That's not that's Shit, not. two down, man. <laughs> I, I just that, ball, I, that I, motherfucker came yeah. out. Hey, listen, that motherfucker Tannehill came out, rolled the two, then got dang it fucked around and rolled the three, and then got damn it. He went on ahead and crapped the fuck out, man. That that was Tannehill against the Bengals. <laughs> I was like, bro, it's to a point that when we when we got that quarterback, what's the one name, the ball headed one? I mean, not no disrespect, but the one who had um, oh, Josh Dobbs. Bro, I wanted to make the playoffs 
that year that he tried. I wanted to see what he'd do in the play. You know what I'm saying? Like I was doing. I was like, I read the. Hey, he had a chance. He had a chance. He couldn't beat the Jagoffs. You know. It is what it is, though. But I ain't gonna lie. This division is getting serious, man. But I think, yeah. I think, I think the reason we keep losing is because we keep trying to draft to win the Super Bowl. You, you can't, we gotta win the division first, bro. Like, exactly. Get the division. Exactly. That's why I've been Bowers telling people, man, you got you got to win your division before you win anything. They sit up and talk about settling for mediocrity and all this bullshit. You don't win the fucking Super Bowl in weeks one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten down the road. You win the Super Bowl if you make it to the motherfucker. And the best route to make it to the motherfucker is to win the division because the division guarantees you a home game. After you take care of your division, then right. you worry about the conference. If you can get that first seed, you got a free-ass ride at home through the playoffs. I mean, I'm that's just saying, the route. The Houston, Texas uh, offensive line ain't that great either, man. C.J. Strong looked Man, amazing. They got, a left, they, got, they got a left tackle, though. Okay, I give you that. They got Tunsil. They got Tunsil. Hey, he's he been dominating too. I can't even lie, bro. He yeah, Tunsil had deal. Oh, I can't. Jumping off sides like remember, remember when we were supposed to draft like Tunsil? a motherfucker, but he 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 that dude though for real. For real. You remember when we were supposed to draft Tunsil and then that bong video came here and that motherfucker dropped? <laughs> you remember that shit? Oh, bro, I was so excited to get yeah, Larry Tunsil that, that was, year, bro. That was yeah, that was some crazy yeah. stuff. We uh buddies of mine, we have a our I hope they find a bong video of Mike Marvin Harrison. Boy, they do yeah, got they hey I'm gonna oh, find a, I'm gonna find Rand's phone number. I'm gonna find a way to get in contact with that motherfucker. I'm gonna tell his ass, hey man, look, fuck all that goddamn weed shit. Your ass probably smoke weed too. You better draft that motherfucker. You know he does. Look at those fit. Look at those fit. Look at those Jordans. You know he does. He, he is dressed too fly. He's dressed too fly. Yeah, he probably be behind the building hitting the blunt with him yep. too. Shit. If Marvin Harrison Jr. gets some fuck shit draft night, man, the Titans better goddamn you get him. Don't even wanna, let him touch the top something. ten. I, I want to say something about Rand Carthine, man. I I think let's just say in the fourth round he drafts something that we don't really need. Like let's be honest, last year when he drafted Tajay Spears in the third round, I was mad. I'm like, we don't, we need a certain. And nah. I'm not gonna lie, it, it it turned out to be a great investment. So for, in the bro, I was round, excited. Or if we get a third round and he drafts something that we don't need, we need to be excited because he didn't found a, you know what I'm saying, a turn. Right, right, right. Facts. But I, I, that's I what that's what that I right said now. about Tajay when when we drafted him because I was like, man, I, I ain't gonna lie, I had the same thoughts that, that everybody else had. Like, why the hell we drafted a running back? We got Derrick Henry. Then they cut the man highlights on and he juking the whole damn team. I said, that's why we got him. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we got Bro, him. I, I I went on record when they drafted him. I said that was an absolute steal. I said y'all can call me crazy all you want. I said, I got both my ACLs and I'm sitting on the couch. So y'all can cry about ACLs all you want. I said, this man is the real deal and y'all will see why. And that's the only time in my life I've ever been right. So, but that man gave he gave <laughs> t- a USC 200, 200 plus yards on the ground, bro. Like, when I looked at I said, yeah, yeah. bro, y'all wild. It was bro, he, cold. He, he, like, he, single, he single handedly beat USC. Yeah, at Tulane, bro. At Tulane, in a bowl game, in a bowl game at that, not just a yeah. nonsense game, right? Oh 
my soul. I thought it was a high school too. I ain't, what? I'm like, I like Rand, man. Bro, yeah, he, he's office, smart, bro. Do y'all know our offensive line coach that we had last year came straight from high school? Yeah. That, yeah, what? Yeah, what is that? Jason Houghton or whatever? What's his name? Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know what Vrabel found his ass. That's why I was saying if we had Vrabel, we needed a top tackle at number seven. But yeah, we ain't got yeah, yeah. no more. We ain't got a high school offensive lineman coach. We got one of the best in the league. This dude can develop somebody. We can think, have a little bit more free reign. One thing about that, bro, I think we got better right when we fired Mike Vrabel. Can't nobody tell me we did. Wesley Woodard, not Mike Vrabel, the way Woodard's condiments was. <laughs> we shine out to win him a Super Bowl for his ego. I think that might have been more on players than Vrabel. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard a player say. Oh, I didn't man. A Super Bowl because somebody's ego. What? Then why are you in this sport, bro? If that's the thing that's going to tour you, then, bro, you ain't you in the wrong sport because somebody's ego is always going to get yeah. inflated when they win a Super so Bowl, bro. Talk, bro. I was so happy. Yeah. I said, yeah, you tell him where you are. But then he said, we didn't want to win. So like, hold on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, you. Yeah, I'm like, you mean you mean to tell me that a, a team that's generated from players who are the best on their teams of their entire lives are now on a collective team that they have egos? That's crazy. Why would you ever think that, you know? You mean to tell me, like, a person who has been the best player on his team since he was three years old is now on a team with all of those best players, and they all have egos? That shocks I'll say me. This. Let me. I'll say this, man. I'm doing bad to Mike Brable, man. I'm going to go and say, he's going to be a damn good uh, college football coach, bro. If he gets a college football head coaching job, man, he's gonna be great, bro. Because he right. the stuff that he do, bro, he wanna get his players, he wanna he want control, he want this, he want that, you know. Say he wanna get his own guys, he wants his own coaches there. That's a college football coach, bro. That ain't that's no damn right. NFL that's coach, right. bro. Like 100 percent What'd you say? I agree. He wanna he wanna get his guys, meaning these guys ain't even classified or qualified. You just <laughs> that's what it seems like. I just can't get behind that. You want to go get your – yeah, that's my look. I, yeah, I, I just can't get behind that, bro. And to be honest with you, Mike, have y'all noticed that Mike Graven was the worst defensive coordinator in NFL history? Did y'all go look up the numbers? 
No, nah, yeah, I seen that. Then he would try to be Dallas' offensive coordinator. You telling me? I mean, defense. We had, the Texans had the worst third down defense in NFL history. You bring that same staff to the Titans, and we break that record. And fans talking about what? I love. Come on, bro. Like real fans gonna do their research. I'm gonna find out who you is, bro. Like, and I was mad about that, man. Yeah, I, I most definitely feel you, man. But dude, yeah. God dang, we we that, two bro? hours. I can't even see no comments on mine. Yeah, we got the comments. Are you on your phone? Oh yeah, because you on phone. He turned his relationship to be able to see you. I'm about to start a podcast though. Yeah, you need to, bro. Hey, yeah, man, it's long overdue shit. Before we got our shit started, God dang hell, I was saying. You need to go ahead and get your uh, shit going. I'm, I'm talking about, you know how that Shannon Sharp guy is, how you sitting on the couch and shit. Like, I don't yeah. know why. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. That would hey. be dope right there. Nah, hey, that's that club say say nice though, bro. I ain't gonna lie. They be on there speaking, they be talking bad to each other, me about each other, bro. I'll be like, dang, like they it's so much gossip on there. Like these comedians, bro. I ain't realize they was beefing with each other like this. Like Man, <laughs> you got Monique on there talking yeah. crazy. Like I was gonna say, Titan Jones, you could be jealous of my couch back here. It's from the 80s, it's got cat claws in it, but you can still be jealous. Yeah, we can get T.I. couch and God dang, put it on your set. God dang, pull, pull a bottle of liquor up, Doug. God dang, maybe Firestone, go ahead and get a liquor brand started. God dang it, hell. Hey, it's club tight in here today, baby. Go ahead. I'll be seeing y'all pulling that couch. Nah, yeah. <laughs> they got a baby right there. Every time I turn around, yeah, you know, that coffee, man. Y'all got to get you something like that. <laughs> Boy, you got to grab me some of that coffee, bro. Hey, you know. <laughs> I mean, there's there's beer there's beer in here right now, but it's a coffee mug, you know. Bro, I've been working oh, yeah. on that coffee company for a while, bro. So now just getting it launching and getting going and pushing and stuff, bro. It's been a beautiful oh. thing. Deserve it, man. Y'all deserve it. Y'all gotta keep pushing like y'all pushing though, man. Y'all, what y'all gotta realize, we ain't really got a fan base, fan base as Titan fans. Like we probably the smallest. If we was Cowboy fans, y'all probably would have about three million views on all y'all. Should be Titan fans. That's mm -hmm. when we gotta stick together, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Ah, still, yeah, for I, sure. I go to the game with one of y'all and somebody swing on y'all. I'm jumping in. Hi, <laughs> I appreciate that, bro. Really ah, no hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, we got to hold each other down, man. But uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up, man. Titan Jones, man. Appreciate you coming through here, blessing us tonight. Wasn't expecting you, but we, like we told you, God dang it, you always yeah. welcome here, bro. You That's got awesome. anything you want to throw out? There? Man, you need to, God dang, get that podcast popping for real, mm -hmm. for real. Mm -hmm. Yeah, bro, you got to do that. If we draft a tight end, I'm going to jail. <laughs> if it if that tight end is Brock Bowers, I'll I'll will bail him out. <laughs> Brock Bowers, that deal, bro. Yeah, if we draft Brock Bowers, you we, uh, I'm buying the jersey, bro, because I already know what he finna do. I'm gonna support him, but boy, I'm gonna be sitting up here looking sick though, man. But TI. Man, appreciate you joining us tonight, man. Man, it's always yeah. a blessing whenever you come through. You got anything coming up, any events, any video? I know you got yeah, content coming out. Like man, a motherfucker, I, I always man, got, but I always got what you content, got going on? But I know, I know we got some 
secret information that we hadn't divulged to the public yet. So mm-hmm. I don't know if we need to wait to do that. I don't know if we need to announce that now, but man, y'all we need, need to, to stay tuned. Need to wait, y'all man. need to stay we tuned because we got some big yeah. news going. Yeah, got some big yeah. news going. Y'all need just y'all don't make plans for draft night. All right, that's all I'm gonna say. I love that little teaser. Plans like for it. We got some yeah, plans for you. But no, all I'm going to say is, first and foremost, thanks for having me. Like I said, I'm I'm proud of you guys. I see you guys putting in work. I've been watching from afar for a long time. Um, you know, I'm not always as active as I want to be, but that doesn't mean I'm not paying attention. And I uh, love you guys, and I appreciate you having me. And, um, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, like like Titan Joan was saying, we're all in this together, you know. It, 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 like he said, to piggyback on that, if we were Cowboys fans, yeah, you might have three three – Three million more people watching your stuff, but you might have ten thousand other people trying to do it better than you. And that's not what we do as Titans fans. We all do our own thing. We all do it our own way, but we all do it collectively. And you know, I just want to say tighten up and thanks for having me. Ah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. RJ, you got anything you want to say for a ride out? Man, great show, man. Good discussion, man. Always good when I'm on here with my boys, man. You know, I say I always it, this is but this is the fun part of the week for me. I'll be like, man, I'll be looking at tight stuff. I say, I can't wait to talk about this on the show. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this, man. And, you know, man, I always enjoy, man. I wish we'd have had this going on back in 2019, bro. We got to go through that whole run. That'd have been dope, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But we had the AFC South fan battle, so it was cool. <laughs> Nah, yeah, timing is everything, man. I mean, shoot, I wish we would have had it back then, but, hey, we got it now. And trust and believe, as the Titans get greater, this show right here going to get greater. Just wait till we start winning. (laughs) Wait till we start really winning. Wait till we're in person again. Wait till I get the team. Exactly. I can can, uh, 100% tell you from experience, when the Titans are winning, social media is through the roof yeah. and for the for those three or four years while we were really consistently fighting man that's where i really like dug in and really really got that following and stuff and so you're right about that like it was easy we still <laughs> yeah we, exactly you're right it's like fish in a barrel right it's there we're winning but what really shines is is your personalities and your following and your content when you're down and that's where that's where you guys have risen to the occasion because you guys have built your whole your whole thing on two years of mediocre Titans football. And now here you are. And it's beautiful. You know, it's the way I look at it. It's on it's only up from here for the team. For you guys, you've already built who you are. You've already built where you want to go. Now it's just up to the Titans to play some damn good football. <laughs> yeah, I ain't never thought about it like that, man. When we get our Super Bowl banner, man, I'm gonna have me a little space. It's gonna be Super Bowl champion. <laughs> you know what I'm saying on there, and I'm gonna make sure it's in the podcast every show. I ain't never thought about it like that though. We did, we did jump into this shit when you know the Titans was on a you know uh downward slope or whatnot, man. Yeah. And for for all of us, I mean, we weren't thinking, we weren't thinking about too much of shit. It was just you know. Mm-mm. Two dudes, it started out with just RJ and Firestone. I joined them later on, but uh, it just started out just dude want to do a podcast, dude just want to get on here and talk Titans and shoot. RJ convinced me, 
man, you need to come on our podcast, man. You need to come on yep. our podcast, man. We we don't be doing nothing but talking about tight, man. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. I jumped on here and chilled on. Done a couple of episodes, and I told him, man, I want to be a part of this, bro. Like, I, I, I got to be a part of this. I mean, I, I'm really nah, feeling yeah. this stuff, and, you know, I ain't just the greatest podcaster, talker, any of that. I be slaughtering a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, man, I, I just done got so comfortable with getting on this camera and just talking my shit, and it just always go back to what – Firestone and RJ just always talk like, bro, just get on here and be yourself. Just be us. I mean, ain't nobody going to, you know, rock with us unless we be in ourselves, man. Yeah, 100%. That's what I'm saying. Your, your personalities are shine. Everybody can sit here and tell you what two plus two equals, but, you know, if you got a personality, that's all that matters. And that, that's that's what shines. And that's what I think. That's where we're at. Like, we're a small market. We, we have to we have to support each other. We have to shine. Our personalities have to shine. Individuality has to shine. Nobody wants to hear us get up here and tell 17 different ways how the Titans won or lost the game. He wants to tell, like, how it affected us, what our mm -hmm. take is, what we think we need to do. And that's where you guys have taken that and ran with it. And um, proud of you guys, man. Seriously. Thank you. Thank Super you. proud of you guys, man. Definitely. Milestone. Um, Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll do my little my little bit so we can get up out of here. Also, before, before before I get into it, we have revamped the website. We are still trying to get the merch up there. We're having some difficulties, but this merch, like y'all saw, well, let me move this mic away. Like y'all saw, there is some new merch coming as well. The mug is on the website right now. We had issues. We was uploading all the products we had. The mug got uploaded, and all the other products stopped uploading. So we're working on fixing that. But the website is revamped for y'all now. So go check it out. It's a lot easier style for y'all to, to use uh so it's just a lot more user friendly everything's laid out it's, it, it's just way better looking right now um so you make sure y'all go and check that out for and where is it at yep. so make sure y'all go titanscoliseum.com go check out that go look at the new website merch will be up there for y'all soon as soon as we get this fixed because we're ready to get that out there for y'all so just stay on tune posted there or blogs are getting posted there as well um but this episode is brought to you by Lion's Den Beer Collection. You get all your luxurious beer product. Go to lionsdenbeercollection.com. Use promo code Coliseum. Get 25% off your order. As well as this episode is brought to you by sunnysmilescoffee.com. Premium freshly roasted coffee. Go check them out. I've been working on this for a while. It's really, really good coffee. We searched all over the world for this stuff. So go check out sunnysmilescoffee.com. Free shipping on all of your U.S. orders currently. Uh, it's been a great show. I'm, I'm Glad T.I. Uh, was here. We talked about a lot, man. This is a two-hour-plus episode. We we haven't done one of these. Working like on 2.30. Yeah, man. We, we getting a lot of things to actually talk about. We're covering a lot, man. It's been real good episodes. The, the viewers have been staying with us the whole time. I really appreciate that. Y'all got us to 1,500 subscribers on YouTube. We're grateful for that. We can't do this without y'all, y'all. Have been pushing, supporting, getting us monetized on these platforms, engaging with us, which is truly helping us. Sending super chats that helps us as well as being able to make this show better. So we couldn't do it without y'all. So truly thankful for all that. And man, we're ready for 2024. We got a lot of surprises for y'all coming up. Man, I'm telling you, man, it's gonna be through the motherfucking roof. But hey, everybody, shout out to y'all for turning us up watching the night make sure you like share subscribe tell a friend about us blah 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 this that and the third and if you're going out to any super bowl parties or festivities or if you're just going out to you know kick it this weekend or whatever 
remember to be safe. And mm-hmm. if you get too fucked up to drive, God dang it, call your Uber, call your taxi, do whatever. Just don't do no stupid shit and go to jail. But hey, ain't neither one of us fucked up right now. Unless Titan, unless you know you talk to Titan Zedia, but two IPAs, that ain't shit for him. He, <laughs> No, he, man, I'm just getting warmed this up. This fucked up is goddamn more what, like what two cases. It? It's 930. It's 930, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go make me a hot tie and try to get feeling better, bro. I'm on the same, same level. Nah, yeah, man. We got to get Firestone back to 100%, but he most definitely <laughs> came through and rocked it with us, man. But uh, we finna ride the fuck up out of here, man, because I'm ready to get my Friday night started. So everybody stay blessed. And tighten the fuck up. Let's go. Tighten up, baby.